collaborators, non-negotiators, chronic bullshitters, and bill collectors. Please hang up and call somebody else. Other than that, call me on business so you have no business calling me. J-Code. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say... I am Emperor! You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. We're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Jumping Jean Jean and Moody James Dean. We're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland From the shores Liquor to the banks of the Cuyahoga, live from the world. I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. This is the Emperor's Court here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Lulu. Hey, y'all. Try it again one more time. Hey, y'all. There we go. Making sure. All right. Okay. So, uh, anyways, folks, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm sorry. This is where we were adjusting microphones. We finally got Pop Shields installed prior to the show. Huzzah! Although we had some uh, a little bit of uh, uh, rewiring and working. Look at those during the break. Yes, those. I. What? I'm not looking at it right now. I'm okay. listening to you. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, yes, or if your stream was looping, it was, in fact, your shitty internet. Uh, a lot going on. We have a. What? Nothing. What do you get so defensive for? I thought you were waving to me or something. I was looking over to you. No. Look on your face. You're like, pissed off at me for some reason. What? You're fussing at me every two seconds. I'm not fussing. Yes, you are. I'm not fussing. I'm directing. There's a difference. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, We have a lot to get to this week. Uh, We have a, you've been told that we started and had to stop last week. My apologies. uh, Having to cut the uh, show short last uh, Sunday. Uh, The uh, little man was getting sick and I had to go and help address that. So my apologies for having to cut it loose. I know Lulu was not feeling well last week. Nope. Um, I assume she's feeling better. She looks like she's in better spirits. I am. Good. I'm in, I'm in a better place. However, um, my eyes are still bugging the crap out of me, but that's okay. And why are your eyes bugging the crap out of you? Oh, pink eye is wonderful. Makes them all itchy and puffy and gross. But I think we caught it before it got too out of hand, so I'm okay. Well, you had the antibiotics to you know, offset oh, it. Oh, and that's why I did it, because I can't take the eye drops that they give you, the um, antibiotic eye cream or whatever. I'm allergic to it. 
I just realized something. And mm-hmm. I think part of the problem that we had adjusting the show before we went on the air. Yes. I've been adjusting uh, the number two and number three. But I forgot we're not in the number one track uh, because we were having issues getting the number one microphone to work last week. So I have this plugged in number two and number three. So I've been adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. The wrong to, microphone. Uh, yes, only to realize. <laughs> What was that? Yes, well, uh, it actually cut out because you were too loud now on yours. So, oh, for heaven's sake. I, it is a much better setup now that we have it. It's a matter of fine-tuning it. And uh, when I do the patron show like I did earlier this afternoon, and I posted for our listeners, I'm only using one microphone. So it, it's kind of hard to dial in, and it's kind of a hassle just to do a, a, a test run. It's one thing to go ahead and set everything up for the show. It's another to have to set it all up outside of that just to do... A couple minutes of voice work uh, for voice testing. So I, if the volumes for Lulu go up and down throughout the show, my apologies. I'm watching the the uh, levels bounce. I'm kind of dialing it in. Now, I do have um, some articles we have to get to the day, today, uh, including one from last week, which we would not get a chance to. Uh, we have a You've Been Told, as I mentioned. I believe we, we will have a kick to the curb of some kind. I want to give you an update on the World of Warcraft and how we've been going with that and how you can help. Uh, just a lot to get to. So, Lester off the shows we always do. Lulu, how was your week? Um, nothing fancy. It was just normal work week. I came home early on Thursday because I, as I said, I was getting pink eye. And then I stayed home Friday because it's incredibly contagious. And that's pretty much it. Artemis want to know if you were dead. Umar says you have pink eye. Yeah, she's got pink eye. Or did. Or does. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, it's it's not as bad. I mean, my eyes are still itchy. But... She's been chugging antibiotics, so I assume that the worst of it's over. She's got it in hand. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to work tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not contagious anymore. Not all of us are going to work tomorrow. Asshole. Ah, federal holiday. Hmm. Who are we texting? Uh, Silk. Oh, and how is she? Uh, she just sent me a text that she wants to change her major as she's graduating this year. <laughs> uh, been there, done that. What is, what is she going for currently? Um, I, she, I know we had her on the show, and I know she told us, but I, for the life of me, I don't remember. Biology. Okay, she wants what is, to be a high school biology teacher. Um, she already has a job lined up for city year. She's ready to go. She's graduating this year. And been there, done that as far as wanting to be a high school teacher. And now she says, I'm miserable and hate my major. I wanted to change my major years ago, but so-and-so wouldn't let me. And I think it's a big reason for some of my issues. Great. Uh, She thinks she's having issues because of her major? Look, there was rough patches of history, too, but I don't know whatever caused me issues like sleepless nights or, you know, becoming a lesbian or anything like that. I did. I don't know that I, I would necessarily blame. The, what is it about? Is it the major? Is it her professors? Is it what? I'm not sure. I'm I'm going to be asking. But yeah, her. she's literally in the verge of graduating now. She wants to change her major. Better to graduate and get the degree now, and then if she wants to go for a master's, use that to go after a, a different uh, uh, discipline. And that's what Barron did. He went. He got a journalism degree and realized he couldn't do anything with it. Went back and got his master's in psychology. That's the best way to do it. In fact, I think Umar, who's in the uh, uh, chat room tonight, is going, she's a biology major. 
Folks, if you do want to get in on the conversation with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at Emperor's Court. And a couple of you actually, uh, oddly enough, told me you couldn't spell emperor correctly and you couldn't get the Twitter right. It is E-M-P-E-R-O-R-S Court, Emperor's Court. Or you can join us in our IRC channel, which is irc.cordkillers.com. I assume you don't need me to spell cord killers for you. And we are in channel Emperor's Court, as I spelled previously. Now, Artemis was here. He dropped. I don't know where the hell he went. But um, it, So this is a, a, a crisis of conscience? Is she just now having this all of a sudden? Uh, I have no idea. I am just now hearing this. Oh. <laughs> well, tell her to tune in, and we can probably talk her through it on the air in front of God and men and women. I'm probably sure we have a transgender in there somewhere, too, as a listener. She knows how to get the show, right? How to tune in live? Yeah, but she's getting kind of pissy with me all of a sudden. Well, see, all the better to do it on the air, because then it makes yeah. for good radio. No. I Look, I have a soothing voice. I am <laughs> the... Yeah. What? What do you mean, yeah? Soothing. Yes, I am I am the the calming voice. I am the voice of reason. I am the one she should listen to. I also had major that I switched and then switched back in the course of my years at college. I went uh, for a history degree, then switched to computers, then switched back to history. Ended up getting, you know, a lot. Actually, I got two bachelors and an associate by the time I was done because I had so many credits. She should listen to me. Well, as soon I'm as... practically her stepfather anyways, right? Wow. Right? Right? If we're in a sexless marriage. Yeah, well, we are. Kind of. <laughs> and we're not married and there's no sex, so yeah, kind of. <laughs> no different than the last eight years you had of actual marriage. Uh, this is true. Uh-huh. And I like you more. True or false? You sleep in my bed. Yeah, I there was. You, there I you was, go. Case closed. I was a couple hours ago. There, see, there you go, folks. I've just been not banging with, both chicks. This whole, what? No, I just was not with you while I was upstairs sleeping. I was there in, in your bed. No, you couldn't let me have that. I was about to brag. I was nailing two chicks at once <laughs> in my own household. That's right. You can't, can't, nope. Although I am sure I am positive. There are people out there oh, who, I'm as sure. soon as we say you were moving in, like, ah, I know. I, I knew it all along. That's banging two girls. I know yes. <laughs> so is this, what does her girlfriend think of all this? I don't know. We should have her on the show. Silk, but that being not necessarily a girlfriend, I don't think her girlfriend would want to be on the show. I, she could, but I don't think she'd want to. Well, I don't know if, if Kenesha would do that. Oh, use first names. Ah, fourth wall, fourth wall. Does she have an online name? We should use that name. I honestly don't know her online tag. She probably doesn't have one. No, they have games, so I'm sure she has one. <laughs> Somebody sent me this. Are you serious? All right, hang on. I'll look at it. Top what? 10 video games of Obama. Somebody actually sent me this in... in um, Email said, I dare you go over this one. It, top 10 video games, favorite video games of the Obama years. Why would that have anything to do with the president? All right, I've got it. I, I will pull up the article. If we have time, I will get to this. Okay. I I, I like nothing more than a challenge like this. Oh, that's, that's attractive. Right, because I'm really trying to attract people. What the hell do I care? 
That's just disgusting. What? I got a... My nose is running. So do it with a little bit more cachet. Okay, for a second there, I... <laughs> That's gross. What the hell was that? Who went to Harry Buffalo? I don't know. $33 to Harry Buffalo on February 17th? That would be... In Illyria. What? Got me. Unless... Um, Mim did that yesterday on her way Possibly. to someplace. That's I don't a lot know. of money. I'd have to ask her. All of the work. I don't know where she thought she'd get away with it. I do all the bills. Of course I know these things. Taco Bell, Burger King, Taco Bell? Yeah, that was you. The taco, no, Burger King was me. So was the Taco Bell. No, it wasn't. None of these, neither one of these are mine. You ate Taco Bell the other day. Yes, yeah. these are all from... Yesterday, and I don't remember this amount. Because yeah, that wasn't that's me. because they don't go through right away. I understand, but this amount wasn't me. I didn't spend twenty one dollars at Taco Bell. For twenty one dollars Taco Bell, you can get like everything on the menu. Uh, no, you can get what you order, which is steak chalupas. Actually, I tried those new chicken chalupa, those naked chicken chalupa. I had yeah. what I ordered two, and I ate one and part of another, and that was it. Too much. Uh, it's a little too spicy for me. Okay, it's a lot of spicy for me. I don't like spicy you, stuff. You are I like such medium. a weenie. No, I don't, don't like spicy you, stuff. I don't. You don't even like pepper. I not particularly. No, I, I like <laughs> sweet peppers. A little more Taco Bell. Also gross. I tell you, I, I don't like but Taco you can Bell. Get but every now and for again, like fifty cents you can. Well, get. used to now it's getting expensive. Every now and again, I have a bug up my ass for Taco Bell, and then it comes out of my ass later. I like and. Ew. and it, giant stream but we're talking about gross things i see a theme here all right uma she's fine she's been listening to the show for most of her adult life and part of her kid's life and she's just now picking up the fact that we have themes or i'm stalling for time so we get more information about silk because this intrigues me i think we've all been there yeah well and she's close to graduation and she's just you know artemis says i should backhand you until you get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich she better learn how the man is in the house. Excuse the fuck you, out of she me. She better learn who the man in the house is. Damn right. I pay the bills, bitch. Most of them. I will throw this fucking <laughs> microphone <laughs> at you. <laughs> and that's why I don't. <laughs> actually, there's a lot of tension in the house because tomorrow, Mystic Mim starts her new job. Well, actually, it's the same place. Did I talk about this? No. I don't know if I did or not. Yeah, huge congratulations out to Mystic Mim. We found out about it about last week, and they threw her a huge party on Friday. But she got a very large promotion at work. Uh, so she's going. She's moving out of the factory portion into the corporate part of the uh, yep. uh, business. A giant chunk of change as far as uh, increasing uh, uh, her salary, and she'll be move, working she in the engineering department. She gets an department. office. Oh. She gets a Desk. Her own laptop. She gets to wear real clothes, which mm. we went shopping for yesterday. That was fun. This is fun. Not <gasps> funny. Someone sent this to me. Irony at its finest. Sixty minutes goes to Sweden to show how peaceful refugees are, and the entire crew gets assaulted by said refugees. And it's a forty-second video they're showing me online. Uh, it's actually on Twitter. Wow, the cameraman just got, or the guy holding the boom mic just got punched in the face. What is, what is that? Well, these are Muslim refugees in Sweden, and oh, 60 okay. Minutes went over there to show, and there's the anchor check, to show how peaceful they are and how they're <laughs> integrating, and that they're not really... <laughs> and yet he punched the guy holding the Well, it's the not mic. just one. There's a bunch of them. They're all wearing... Okay, now they're just now they're attacking the cameraman, 
But, you know, they're trying to show that not all Muslim refugees are raping everybody in Sweden. Although this has been a problem now for years and years and years. It's not just refugees, but immigrants. And now, okay, that guy is in a scooter. He just ran a guy over. This one just punched the anchor in the face. They're all, of course, the brave souls wearing masks. That guy just kicked the camera. Look at this. Are you watching this? Well, I can't right. talk and watch that. Because okay, the so way lean the over mic- here. And the microphones are good enough. They're going to pick up on it. So Jesus. that's the producer who just got, the guy ran up and just punched him in the face. I don't know who this guy comes out with a scooter and he just runs a guy over. Okay, well, the woman with the baby in the stroller needs to get the fuck out. Yeah, they all need to. And this isn't the first time something like this has happened. But again, that's where there you go. I don't know. I know we have a lot of listeners in Norway. I don't know how many we have in Sweden. I don't think a whole lot of people have stepped up to say, hey, I'm a listener from Sweden. I'd be real curious to talk about uh, talk to one of them about what they think of their Muslim population over there, because I know it's been out of control for a while. It's getting progressively worse because those particular people there just don't want to integrate into their society. They don't want to be Swedish. They want to be everything handed to them. They want to be, you know, Arabs in Sweden, which is about as far away as you can get from the Middle East, temperature wise, everything else. Oh, God. Yeah. That's. Yeah, 180 degrees. So aside from your pink eye, Lulu. Yes. How were you this week? Anything else going on? Anything fun? Interesting? Different? I don't think I did anything out of the usual. Got my new glasses. That was kind of boring. So I, I will Nothing ask you this. Nothing going on I, I, for Valentine's Day. Nobody loves me. Well, I, <laughs> it's kind of your own fault. But So let's jump into this real quick. Cause you've been playing World of Warcraft, and actually... One of the things I asked you to do this week was start playing on your own. Yes. And kind of exploring the game for the first part rather than me, you know, writing to save the day or hand-holding you through various quests or what have you. Or yelling at me, get over here, get I, over here. Well, I have died several times because you didn't heal me. Because you were I was standing on the co- next to me and didn't heal me. I'm still learning how to do this. You're level like 12 now? 12. Okay. By this time, you should have realized... When the other guy next to me is dying, and he's sitting in the chair next to me saying, save me, save okay. me, dead. And even when I try to heal you, it doesn't always work because there's lag. And it's actually not really lag. It's because you chose an attack spell, and you're attacking the target rather than healing me. No. You see, uh, Lulu is not going to be much of a healing priest. She will, however, make one hell of a shadow priest. She is all about melting faces <laughs> and killing things. Yeah. I've seen her chase down an NPC running away, <laughs> half a zone away to finish the fucker off, get out of her chair, shake her fist at the monitor saying, eat that, you son of a bitch. This is not a joke. I, this is no exaggeration. It happened this week. It happened on Tuesday. This is a woman who loves to kill things. Well, that's kind of the point. It helps. I'm actually thinking about having, asking you to re-roll something else, like a rogue I, I or a hunter or something. I might do a hunter. Yes. Because that's what I played when I did Diablo. Uh, mechanics are a little different, uh, significantly different, although we already have a hunter. Mine, but I think that it might be good to have a pet with you. That way you can send the pet out there to get brutalized while you shoot from afar. And we don't have to worry about you healing us to stay alive. But... Your impression so far, you uh, uh, true or false, you've never played World of Warcraft before. No, I had never played World of Warcraft. Right, I'd for, played Warcraft 1 and 2, but it's completely different, for those, Right. For those who have not uh, heard or have not been paying attention the last couple of weeks, um, if, for those interested, um, a bunch of us 
hopped on this this Elysium project, the uh, Wow Vanilla uh, uh, servers, the private servers. So we we picked one of them. We've been playing for the last two weeks, and uh, Lulu, who's I just never played it for, is kind of easing her way into it. And it's not just her; it's it's her. I'm playing. Umamora's got a rogue. Um, she does keep on dying, but that's progress. It's mainly because of her lag. She does have a horrible connection. Uh, she's playing. Basil started last night. He's playing with us. Uh, uh, PJ's playing. Taper's playing. So we've we've got like five or six actually going at it. We would. I would love to get us have enough for at least a guild, so we can at least do a five man or you know occasionally the ten man. Uh, we need healers. We need tanks. I know PJ rolled a warrior. He's up to fifteen already. I've got a 28 hunter and a level 14, about to be 15 mage. So we need healers and we need tanks. I think what? Uh, what? Stench is a warlock and PG's got the warrior. Basileel, I believe, is playing a shaman, but he just rolled last night. Umar says, Rogue is starting to get hard, in my opinion. I keep dying. Too many things get aggroed at one time. I'm actually currently dead. You're, the, you're playing a character, a, a class. That spends a good chunk of its time invisible. Getting rid of aggro by not being visible. And I think a part of it is is actually your lag. But this coming from the woman who bragged to me. Bragged to me. Well, I led whole guilds and raids and we attack people and and we... So I, I expect better from you, Ulmore. you got to step up your game. But having said that, now we're one of two different theories. Is either we take over another guild currently on the on the server from the inside, hostile takeover. Been there, done that. Or Umar says I was a hunter then. Everybody's a fucking hunter. I was a main my mage was my main. I played a hunter later and got it up to sixty. I want my core marksman rifle. Because I love that thing. It looks like a giant super soaker. Oh yeah. Well, roll a hunter then if you want to play a rogue. Go go hunter. I don't care. We'll figure it out. We'll have two DPS. We'll have two mages. Or uh, um, the, 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 the two hunters. I don't care. But uh, what's your, what's the one thing that surprised you the most, um, uh, Lulu, since, since this is a whole new experience to you? What's jumped out of you? What, what's been... Give me some feedback. Well, I mean, it's just a huge world. It's It's frustrating sometimes when <laughs> I die and I have to go to the complete other side of the fucking map to rejuvenate my corpse. Well, I was kind of commenting on that, too. I, I found it annoying now having played through this again, and it's been a decade since I played this game last, how aggravating it is from where the graveyards are posted in oh some God, of these zones, especially forever. for the horror. Yeah. Like That's... yesterday when I was doing this one quest and I had to, you know, go all the way to the mills thing, which and it would bring me back to the bulwark, which was right. on the other side of the friggin' map. It took like ten minutes every time to go find my corpse. One of the things that aggravated me was the way Ashenvale is is created. If you're on the horde, you have to pass through Ashenar, which is the main alliance base in that zone. Well, the problem is, in order to get to the other half of the map, the other half of the zone where the other orc base is or horde base. You have to literally go through the town, or damn near, because it's straddled on either side by mountains, and then you have to go on the road right through the city. So trying to quest has been a bitch. Of course, now the Alliance are all over the damn place, ganking us left and right, 
And if you die, the graveyard is all the way back at the opposite end of the zone. And I guess that's the one thing I, I forgot the most is the amount of walking that's involved until you get uh, um, your your mounts. Right. I mean, it just takes for friggin' ever. Right. Well, in you know, that's it was interesting because I was talking to PJ about this today, and he said there there's a couple things that he forgot about in Wild Vanilla that were kind of taken away in the newer expansions. He he said they're uh, uh, not cost of living, but uh, quality of living adjustments. Like, in Wild Vanilla, you may have to travel to all three capitals in order to learn the various weapons that you need. Whereas in the current WoW, you just go to whatever capital you like, you go to a weapons trainer, and it's all right there. And I can see why maybe Blizzard, that's kind of what they meant when they said things like, you think you want to play, but you really don't. Because right. it takes longer to level up your characters. It takes longer to acquire wealth. It takes longer to go from where you're, you know, you died from the graveyard to get your corpse. It's not as streamlined. It's not as casual friendly. It's not as easy as the World of Warcrafts are today. Right. And they're just not. But give me some other impressions. Again, it's fascinating to me because you have no basis of this whatsoever. You've never mm -hmm. played it. No. What's something that you like? What's something that you're enjoying? Well, I mean, I I like doing the various quests. I'm I'm I love puzzles, so it's fun to. I have to go here, and I have to do this, and I have to. It gets frustrating to me. One of the things is finding all this, where all the people are. I'm still not very good, as you've mentioned, at maneuvering. And you keep saying use your no. mouse, but I don't want to use my mouse because that confuses me. So. Well, and that's, but then I've given you one thing that's kind of a, a nice advantage, which we didn't have back in the day. Um, we did have add-ons of various kinds. We didn't have the kind of add-ons they have available today, like Questy, for instance. Oh, my God, that thing's awesome. At least I wasn't aware of it back when the game first launched. But, yeah, I mean, now that I've downloaded Questy to her, to her computer, and I did tell her when she gets to Baron's, uh, the Baron's zone, I'm going to disable her Questy. Why? Because it is a... Right of a passage. passage to find Melkrick's uh, wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got to find her on your own without any kind of help. Right. And screaming through the Baron's chat, where's Melkrick's wife? Doesn't count. Because we all did it. We've all been there. Hmm. Epic Lurker. Ah, the days of finding your uh, BIS weapon, but not having the weapon skill to hit with it. Umar says, no weapon upgrades, still using the same weapon from level 2 because I can't afford a level 11. I, will I, say this, I am I, getting a lot of you are, money. <laughs> but, uh, okay, but keep in mind it's a little different when you're playing a, a, a magic user mm -hmm. because it doesn't cost as much for us to be out there because our, our mana regenerates free. Right. Like as a hunter, I'm not gaining near as much money as I would because I got I to gotta pay for my ammunition. I got one bag less to carry stuff with because I have to have an ammo a quiver. And then it constantly costs me food to feed my goddamn pet because it's always hungry, especially if you tame a new one. You're going to go through a lot of food. And you, it, it's like five silver a stack or a stack of five for the food I need to feed my goddamn pet. Okay. Or to feed myself to get my, you know, mana regenerate my, my life. Epic Lurker. Remember the days mounts costing 4,000 gold? Well, that for your flying mount, sure. In fact, I had this debate yesterday with Stench because he didn't think it was 100 gold to get your regular mount. And I said, oh, yeah. I think it's 90 bucks for the skill, and then it's 9 or 10 gold for the mount. 
And then they get the epic mount. It's like 900 for the skill and 100 for the mount. But what do you think of what do you, have you do you actually read the descriptions of the quests? Do you read any of the lore or yes. just where Unlike to go? you, you you're like, "Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's just look. It's on the map." <laughs> you tell me that all the time. You're like, "You don't need to read that." Well, okay. I do. I've never done it before. And fair enough, fair enough. And you're right. I mean, part of it is that I've already done all of it. And the other part is I like a lot of players don't care. Right, but I don't. you make me Where very... do I go? What do I kill? What do I bring back? Okay. I enjoy sitting right next to you at the computer playing, but at the same time, there are times that I wish you would just shot your face because <laughs> I am trying to figure out what I'm doing and where I'm going and learning all this. And you're like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Go there. Go there. Go there. And you get me so frustrated that I'm like, I'm fine. Fuck it. I don't want to play anymore. I remember that. You know what? You're on your own. Don't ever ask for me for help again. That's In not- fact, send back that fire wand I just sent you. All right. And the pants. Now right. you go pantless. You send them back. If I went pantless, I might get more stuff. Uh, no, because most of the most of the people in the game playing chicks are actually men. I know this, and I always wonder why. But somebody explained it to me, and I, I guess it's a common story now. And I think it was my buddy Scott one told me this because he was playing Night Elf, and I asked him why could you want to play Alliance? Because at the time, back in the, when we were first playing the game when it came out, the horde was grossly outnumbered in pretty much every server. It didn't matter where you went. And it was all because of the Night Elves. And he was playing a chick. I said, why are you playing a Night Elf, girl? And this is like 2004. He's like, Emp, look at it this way. If I'm going to spend the next 1,700 hours playing this game, looking at the ass of my character running down the road. <laughs> it might as well be a I'm, cute it's one. Gonna, it's going to be one that I actually find relatively attractive. <laughs> I don't want to see some fat orc ass or a tauren, you know, some cow ass running down the road, following behind it all the time. That's a very good point. One more. Blizzard always favored the Alliance anyways. It does. It always has. Now, that isn't the case so far on the Elysium servers. It's about close to parity. I think at any one time, our server has about 51 or 52% horde to, you know, 48 or you know 49 of Alliance. Now, one thing that did surprise me, and I don't know if anybody can, can look this up and, and back me up on this or vouchsafe this. Uh, we were talking about it in Baron's chat. And one of it was, the question was, there is seven or 8,000 people peak playing at one time during peak hours on the Elysium server. How many people were the original uh, Blizzard servers allowed to have? Because I'm, he- I'm hearing it's anywhere from 25 to 2,500 to 3,000 people peak were allowed to play on a Blizzard server. To find out that, that our, the servers were playing are three to four times larger, I would be shocked to hear that case. Artemis, alliance, false alliance suck. Just look, add portals and Stormwind compared to Agamar. Artemis would all, preach gaming would be proud of Lulu since she's playing as a priest. Well, good for him. Her. It. Whatever. Whatever. Bottom line is, we need more players. We do. I'm not saying we're going to be raiding Molten Core or going to Anchorage when it opens up later this summer or next Ramus. I do, however, want to be able to field 5, 10, 15 people into an Arathi Basin or a Warsong Gulch. I would love to be able to do the Upper Black Rock Spire with just our people. You know, I, There's enough guilds out there we can make allies of if we want to go raid a Nixie or something like that. 
Omar says, I looked at the Who tab and pulled up over 8,000 people the other day. And that was at 4 a.m. server time. Because I believe the servers are located in Europe. Now, there was some kind of controversy, and I might as well jump into this, too, because, Lula, I want your I want your take on this. Okay. Because I have two minds about it. Now, I, I don't claim to know all the ins and outs and the drama of the Elysium server. Uh, apparently, when it comes to these private servers, there's quite a bit of, of competition oh, is, between servers. Is and, that this thing we talked about the other day? Yeah. Okay. And I, we never really got into it. I was just describing what happened. But... Supposedly what took place, and I, I'm paraphrasing some stuff, and if anybody knows differently and can correct me on the fly, please do so. The Several people were brought in as consultants to the Elysium Project uh, to work on the coding of the game, things of that nature. And it came out that a couple of them, two or three of them, had access to everybody's account information, which is fine because I'm not using any real names. I don't think anybody is, but... But in addition, they were selling gold on the side. And since they had access to the game itself and the server, they could produce gold at, at will. So it would be like 25 bucks for 100 gold or 500 gold or whatever the case may be. And they were also offering leveling service. But again, because they had access to the server. Now, some shitlord guy who's a YouTuber who I'd never heard of it's like Asphalt Face or Ass and Assault Face. I, I forget what the hell the guy's name is. In fact, just because I, I, I want to have at least a little bit of um, uh, accuracy here, I'm going to pull it up because I believe there's still a statement out there. Yeah, there goes. A statement regarding downtime on February 17th against Hacking Software. A frank address and statement of recent events. All right, so the guy's name was Zook and Rage Ghost. Rad Ghost, R-A-D-E, Ghost. Also known as Night Frost. Are no longer affiliated with the Legacy Gaming Network because of, you know, this nonsense that was going on. Um, Vitality saw the accusation today and stated unequivocally that they were without merit. Uh, where is this dude's name? That Alexan Souls, so Alexan Jules, Alexan Sensuals, A L E X E N S U A L S, I guess is the guy's name. Apparently, he's some kind of streaming streamer, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, YouTube kind of guy. And I guess he had raised a bunch of money for the servers, which he then took back because he found out that supposedly these other people were selling gold and. Uh, therefore he was mad. So he was taking back his donations, telling people they don't need to support this project and what have you. Now it's a, keep in mind, it's very important that they have, it's not just your ghost of credibility, but if they're actually even, you know, on the back end, making money off of the project, making any kind of profit off of this, these private servers, well, then you are going to see Blizzard come down on them with a friggin' Warhammer because, now you're making money off of somebody else's intellectual property. It's one thing if you want to try and make the argument that, well, you know, we're not making any money off this. We're only bringing enough money to actually keep the servers running. It's a, a project of love versus one of profit. And it's a whole different game if you're actually making money, especially if you're ruining the game's economy on the inside by doing so. So let me bring you up to speed on what, now that you know what's happened, this is what 
the Elysium uh, uh, group has said. Uh, we are not happy with that the people who are volunteering their time to help build this project are leaving. This is that these are people who have volunteered that are leaving on their own because they didn't like what's going on. And then, of course, people they had to get rid of. Okay. The drama in witch hunting is a knee-jerk reaction. It has been, so far, mostly precipitated by a vocal minority of individuals who are known for stirring up drama whenever possible, and, sadly, by the Alexen Schul. I have no idea how to prop Alex and Schul. They have taken it upon themselves to, quote, save the community from us and our decisions. However, they are not helping the community or the project. They are only damaging it. We are not stupid. We know that several of these individuals have pasts in which they have done things that are disagreeable to the community. Now, that's the other thing, is that a couple of these people they were consulting for help on the coding of the server were known to have done this on other private servers in the past, which is make money on the side through selling gold, leveling, what have you. Regardless, we do not grant any ability or information access to anyone whom we do not trust uh, to use it responsibly. Furthermore, there are checks and balances in place against the abuse of power by anyone in the project. As advisors, they did not have access to any of our files or data. They could not abuse them in any way, shape, or form. Their only function was to help us with problems when we requested it. Going forward, however, they will not be offering us advice in any form. All right, somebody just popped up and asked me, did I actually watch the video of this Alex Sensual guy? I did. I got to tell you, the guy's a shitty broadcaster. And I'm not saying whether he's right or wrong. I'm not taking the side of Elysium because I don't know any of these people. I, it's just fascinating to me that this kind of stuff is happening on a private server where some 20,000 people are playing. Actually, not just, if you mix in all four servers, probably upwards of 50,000. I, I just list, just as a, as a broadcaster myself, listening to this guy try to string a sentence together, repeating himself and using the exact same four words over and over and over again trying to act shocked when he looks like he's half awake. He's just a shitty broadcaster. There you go. And that's from a professional standpoint. Back to this statement. At the end of the day, we can choose to ignore our community's concerns or we can take them seriously. We respect our community too much to ignore such uh, serious concerns. We build the server day and night for the community and so going against their interests makes no sense. That being said, we want to know that what has happened today is not in the community's best interest. Attacking people who are supporting us and charging back funds donated to maintain our servers is not going to help anyone except the people stirring up the drama. And apparently this is that Alex guy who yanked back the money he supposedly donated. Let us speak directly about Alex's actions and doing a chargeback from his most recent donation stream. Performing a chargeback on the money he donated to us has directly impacted the server. We relied on this money, and now that it's been refunded, our servers are one month behind our projections. We reached out to him. We spoke to him and tried to explain to him that the two people he was unhappy about were not directly involved in our team. We tried to have a civil conversation about it to help him understand that the help we were receiving was for the betterment of the project. However, he would not speak with us and ultimately rejected our invitation to speak with a, quote, LOL, no, unquote. Instead, he continues to propagate misinformation and contribute to stirring up drama. We simply cannot tolerate these sorts of actions. We cannot allow one individual to dictate 
what we do simply because they will threaten us with a reputation and by stealing back contributions. Well, that's the problem. When you have a lot of your income coming through one particular stream, he has that kind of power. So that kind of sucks. But you put yourself in that boat. Furthermore, he has been directly involved in assisting individuals and attempting to dox and expose staff members. Between all these various attacks on our service and staff, we feel we have ample reason to ban him. However, we will not. Of course not. He's your golden goose, baby. Mm. Because, like the individuals on our staff, he has run off. Uh, We know that he only cares about Elysium and is doing what he feels is best. Uh, Maybe not. Even if these are misguided, we understand the reason behind it this time. I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think that he cares much about the community. I think he cares about stirring up drama, stirring up interest and conflict, because then people have to go to his YouTube page or his stream to get his side of the story. Right. He's just hoping that it's going to direct traffic. To I'm him. sure it is. It, PewDiePie did it. I mean, all the shit going on with him and all the uh, the fascism claims, his he, subscriptions have gone up, not down. Yeah, but he's a better... Well, uh, he's... I understand. We're talking, you know, apples and oranges. We're talking, you know, some little shit pot kid with a tiny little microphone in his basement versus, you know, the number one guy on YouTube. Right. Uh, but uh, again... It, Two different people, but it's a similar reaction, just on much larger scales. We are saddened with the way things have been panned out for over the past few days. We hope that despite the outcome, you will see that these witch hunts have only hurt Elysium and our community, both in loss of valuable, dedicated staff, and being forced to reopen donations to continue funding and operating our our servers. The Elysium realms are paid to the following. Uh, Anathema was paid through May of of this year. Really? Darrow Shire is paid through October. Our server, Elysium, is uh, paid through August. And Zethker is paid through May. We highly regret that the actions of one person in the community lead to overpay as we manage this resulting fallout. Starting now, we intend to ignore any and all personal attacks. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Well, you know what? I I guess when you have this many people involved, you're going to have shit like this. Epic Lurker, drama on the internet, say it isn't so. <laughs> he loves him. He hates him. We love his money so much. And that's what it is. It's money. It's all about money. the money. You know what? And the problem is, this. like I said, you know, this little geriatric depends wearing llama fucker has the ability to go ahead and dangle that money over top of, of the Elysium project. You've got basically, what, forty or 50,000 people beholden to this guy and his stream because the amount of money he donates... I would dearly like to know exactly how much he actually donates to the Elysium Project. I would. I don't think anybody in the Elysium group even knows that our, our show is here is that it's listening to this so that we've been talking about it. But I would be curious to find out from them uh, how much this guy has donated and why it is that he's such a big deal. And you know what? And I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong. So let's assume for the sake of argument, uh, Lulu, and this is what we kind of come around to the story. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that what he's saying is true. That you have people, you know, a couple people who, whether they were consultants or not, whether they were full members or not of the project, have in the past sold gold on the side. And now that he's aware of this, he's going to white knight by saving the community, pulling back his money and exposing everything to the light of day. 
well, how is taking back his money so that we can't play doing anything good for the community? Well, I understand to the point where why should he donate money to keep the servers running if the people who run the games are profiting on the back end? If everything's being run by donations, why should they get profiteering by selling gold and, and, and what have you to pocket all that on the side? Okay, but I, I agree with that. They should not. Okay. But how is that helping you and me? Who it's not really because he play? doesn't care. I mean, and that's that's why I'm saying it's not him being a white knight is bullshit. Correct. correct. That that's just it. And I, and I that's why look, I understand it's politics, and they have to say, well, we think we know he's just he's he cares about the community. No, no, he no, doesn't. he doesn't. He doesn't give a rat's ass. What he wants is attention. what he could say is I'm not donating another dime. You've gotten everything you got right. out of me and here's why. Right. But Instead, he doesn't have he to take it all back, back. That's right. so that he's damaging the people that really do want to play on this. And you know what? I, If I had found out, and of course I'm much different than, than this guy, I, if I donate to something it's because I have a legitimate interest in, in seeing it work. You know, I, I'm not much of the profiteering kind of guy. But I can understand to a point if this was legitimate, if it's actually happening, he didn't want to take his money back and saying, fine, pay for it yourself. Since you're selling gold in the back end, you do it. The problem is it's these two or three people. The accusations aren't everybody on the staff, everybody in the project are making this money. Right, it's He's not saying it's a systematic thing. It's these guys are doing it without the, the, uh, um, Without the knowledge of everybody else. Okay, so once you bring it to their attention, then let's get rid of these couple of people instead of making everybody pay for it. And I, it sounds like this is a kid. Is exactly. Hang on. Well, yeah, he wants to take his balls and go home. Right. Well, supposing he had any. This is the guy. Uh, he's got twenty thousand subscribers, so not horrible. He's clearly in his in his bedroom. Right, here it is. Uh, this is this guy, and there's, there's what he looks like. Uh, let me put on... I can pipe it in on our end here. Nope, oh, I th- thought I could. I guess it's not going to play on that. All right, never mind. No, so you can just look at him. Yeah, he's there. I'm. He's got a little tiny standard weight bench in the back, which has got a maximum of like 100 pounds. Uh, so obviously he's not weightlifting a whole he's lot. He's got that stupid, you know... Wear that Northside wool hat. hat. Yeah, his, with it's his probably a thousand greasy degrees. hair. Ugh. My guess is he's that's his ba- his actual bedroom in his mom's house. Doesn't appear old enough or gainfully employed to actually have his own place. Uh, having said all that, so here's the thing, Epic Lurker. If you get me to donate to a service and that service is crooked, I will blame you more than them. I donated based on trusting you. Okay, fair point. I can't argue that. But let me ask you this. Let's look at it from a different point. Have they done anything wrong? No. If they're selling gold to people, are they doing something wrong? Well, what's your opinion? I'm asking yours first. Well, I it's mean... It's a trap. I, that's what it feels like. Um, I don't know. I mean, if, if this is all supposed to be run as... like. You're just trying to keep you're donating money basically to keep all the server running. Then, yeah, I think that they kind of are doing something wrong because that's not what they said they were intending to do. Blizzard they, has always had the opinion and has always taken, although uh, 
opinions differ, mine included, on how hard they actually try to enforce this over the years. I've always been against gold farming. Right. Uh, this being that, you know, uh, it, it was always the Chinese gold farmers because they were the biggest culprits behind this. Actually, a systematic thing. Right. I mean, we talked about that yesterday. You said it was almost like a sweatshop type uh, of thing. Not almost. That there were actually, there actually were sweatshops where they would force people to play the game 12, 16 hours, gaining gold that they would then turn around and sell to other players like myself or you or whoever. Right. Now, the conversation that we had had, you know, unfortunately, we can't, we can refer to it, but nobody listening on the air actually heard it. So not getting it. What I see is, have they done anything wrong is, it's kind of like uh, prostitution. You have a consenting adult with another consenting adult. You're paying goods for services. An extreme, okay? I have money. I know what I'm doing. I'm giving you 25 actual dollars for a 100 gold of in-game currency. Right. That 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 currency is only good with this game on this private server at that time. Right. If I'm aware of what I'm doing... Then I don't think they're doing anything wrong. Is your time valuable? Yes, my time's valuable. Knowing I don't that, have time to go out there and do it all. My we had this. That, that's but that again, that's the, why I'm referring to it. Right. Keep my, you can't keep going back to because nobody else heard us. I, you and I. That, that's why I'm kind of resetting the whole. No, thing. No, I understand that. I'm just saying we had this conversation, and this is what was said. You don't let me get to that point before you start taking what it away. What was said from was me. okay. Okay, let's start from the beginning again. Is your time valuable? Yes, my time is extremely valuable. I don't have time to sit there and and farm and and play 16 hours a day to get to the point where I have disposable income or or what levels or what have you. When I go in and play, I granted I am learning, but my time is valuable. So yeah, it would be worth it to me to pay X number of dollars. It's like when we were doing Pokemon Go. We couldn't go around to all these stupid things and get the Pokestops. We would pay a couple bucks and get 20 Pokeballs. Now, there are other private servers, and I know Ultima Line had this as well, because I know um, uh, Rosa and I had this conversation a couple times, is that like on the Renaissance servers, where they, for an in-game donation towards the the servers, what have you, you would get an in-game item, or you'd get something that you know, uh, an extra level or you'd get, you know, a gold or you get an item that other people don't have or something that was rare. There are other WoW servers that have that ability where they have in-game shops where you buy gold, you spend money and you'll get like a cool epic mount or you'll get a cool weapon or a piece of armor. Now, the majority of people, myself included, have always been against those kinds of microtransactions. To your point, our time is very valuable especially with WoW Vanilla being the grind fest that it was. Making money, even on the auction house, was not easy. So if I want to spend $25, $75 to get enough gold in-game to get me my epic mount or get me the armor set I want or the weapon I want to help me enjoy the game quicker and better, I don't know that's necessarily a bad thing. What we have here, what what the issue is, and is a couple of games, one, you have what is a private server that is supposed to be nonprofit, possibly profiting from it. That's a quick way of getting yourself shut down. Because Blizzard may or may not want to fight the PR nightmare that it comes with shutting down a server with this many players like they did with Australia's when it wasn't making any money. But if these people are making uh, uh, actual cash based on gold, you can do that. You're not going to distract me. <laughs> then Blizzard's going to come out with a hammer. 
if you have the money, if you have disposable income, if you were, you know what? I don't care if it is disposable income. If you want to give up your rent money or your car money and turn around and buy gold, that that's is your, your that's your prerogative. You're 18. Or you're, uh, supposing you're over the age of 18. You know what? If you're under the age of 18, you're stealing your credit card out of your mom's purse. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. And it's a crime to begin with. But is it such a bad thing? I, I don't know. I, I used to think it was. I, I And I understand it also throws off the, the economy of the game itself. It's a living, breathing thing. Well, that's true. And I mean, you can see both sides to, to the, the topic. You know, my time is valuable. Is it worth it for me to pay? But Joe Schmo can't, and he has to grind all the way through it. So is it fair and to him? And that's the other point is, it just because I have the money doesn't necessarily mean that I should be able to buy an advantage over somebody else. Right. And we've had that, that argument before when it comes to pre-ordering games, you know, the old Total War series. Right. You pre-order the games, you got units other people didn't have that made you more powerful. If I, you know, the Total War Warhammer, if I pre-order the game, I got the Chaos Faction that other people wouldn't be able to have in a multiplayer. And As I, it turns out, it was a very shitty uh, faction. But again... I mean, I see both sides, because I can, but... I- you know, I don't have the money. I'm not going to spend money on a game. I'm just going to grind it out and do it. So it, it pisses me off sometimes that, I mean, I don't know. If I had the money, would I pay for it? Probably. Being that it's a private server versus an official Blizzard one, I guess I don't give a shit enough because it's going to disappear at some point much sooner right. than, a, than a Blizzard server were. Three, four, five years down the road, possibly. They're going to, yeah, I mean. No game stays up forever. I mean, Ultimate Line has been around since 96, 97. I get that. Very few games are like that, though. Hondo says, do you think that the new WoW tokens add to the rumors that this is the last expansion for the game and thus might mean more private servers? Hondo, I don't know. Can you send me a link to that? I'm not familiar with what you're discussing. Uh, hit me with the link. We're going to head into break here shortly. I will read it, and we'll come out of the break and talk about it. Uh, it. It's such a convoluted thing because you have the added layer that this is supposed to be nonprofit, and this is the intellectual property of a gaming company. Right. So you're right. There is an added layer there. So in this particular case, Epic Lurker says Blizzard is already working on the next expansion. Okay. They're still getting three or four million subscriptions. They might as well just keep pumping out expansions. Well, I mean, they're going to keep going while this thing makes money. And if... Sure. You know, there's going to come a tipping point where it's not worth it to keep going. But right now, they're nowhere close to that. No, I think they're getting closer than you think. Because at its peak, it had 12 million players. It's less than a third of that today. And the game's old. It's dated, man. It's It came out in 2004. We're, this November will be, th- was, it, was it November? It's hard for me to remember because I remember I, I started beta testing it, early beta testing it. And I think that was in the summer or the spring. It's going to be 13 years old. Here's the thing. The closest we're ever going to get to legacy servers is what Blizzard's calling a pristine server. Meaning that they're going to start a brand new one. There'll be no heirloom items. There'll be no uh, leveling boosts. You won't be able to transfer characters over. You won't be able to transfer anything else over with you. But it's going to be a pristine server, meaning that it's going to be set up for the the current expansion. So you'll be able to go through 
the Wrath of the Lich King portion, the Cataclysm and Mist of Pandaria and the Burning Crusade. You'll be able to do all of that. But that isn't what people want. And they got some really very uh, poor reviews when they suggested that was one of the answers they had had uh, contemplated pumping out. Yeah, and that's not what people want. That. Right. That's not what people want. We want the typeset, the game set that comes with the original World of Warcraft and the first expansion. That's it. Stop it right there. Because then, then the items get really weird, and the way uh, the different stats work got really weird, and everything got, you know, they, they threw out a bunch of shit. They rewired everything. Well, now all of a sudden you don't have, you know, attack power and agility and all that. Now you've got spell power, and I've got this, and I've got that. Yeah, quests that were there, they're gone. The way your mounts work are different. Keep it the way it was. I don't, Maybe the first expansion, and you leave it. I don't want to have to relearn everything that I just learned. And I understand the reason why, because you have to, at a certain point, you have to reinvent the game because otherwise people get bored. Well, guess what? People get bored now. And I'm tired, and that's why a lot of people stop playing, myself included. I was comfortable with the game I was playing. I don't want to have to relearn everything. All the gear and shit I work for is now completely useless useless. because you've changed the way it all works. All right, we got to get to break. Hondo, send me that link for the tokens. Uh, When we come back, we've got uh, Firefly and Tap I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the Nintendo Switch that's getting ready to come out. Uh, I want to talk about uh, some problems that you know one particular website claims is crippling the way the game industry is. Uh, I want to get to that. Uh, supposedly, this the top ten games of the Obama era. I don't get that, but somebody sent that along an email wants me to get to that one. We have you've been told. We have a kick to the curb. We have a lot to get to, folks. So keep it right here. We'll be back in a minute. Well, more like ten.
Warning, this show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. This is Invicta 1G of SS Radio, and you are listening to the Emperor on the Emperor's Court. He's back with the fire, and everybody's gonna burn. I was just commenting to Lulu before the show started that I couldn't find my Total Biscuit rejoiner. Uh, and I would have just been catching up on updates with him uh, earlier in the week. But I, I, I thought I had him on this computer and on Whopper, and I guess I don't. I have to get him off of uh, Ripley before we uh, put that away until we start getting uh, our full panel of hosts. Mm-hmm. Anyways, folks, welcome back to the Emperor's Court here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I am your host, you Emperor, joined in studio by Lulu. Hey, y'all. And Taz, who is walking back and forth, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth across our As uh, he normally does. keyboards. Um, I was reading this in the break as Hondo sent it over. I guess he and Epic Lurker both still currently play the game. But these WoW tokens, they're, they're in-game gold for that you can use for game time and other things. He says, inflation is off the fucking charts in the game, so Blizzard no longer uh, gives a shit about gold. But this will curb inflation to a point. Uh, I play the game currently, so you can toss me a question if you want. Sounds like Epic Lurker does too. Uh, so let me pull this up here, um, how this works. Blizzard News, World of Warcraft, WoW Gold Update, uh, and the Overwatch Doomfist. This is on February the 6th. Blizzard News this week has revealed that a big changes are being made to how World of Warcraft Gold can be used and with other titles currently uh, uh, listed on Battle.net. Uh, World of Warcraft tokens are quite a f- new feature to the game and allow fans to purchase in-game gold with their real-world money. Tokens can also be used to extend subscriptions and will soon also have a much bigger scope when it comes to other titles, such as Heroes of the Storm, Hearthstone, and Overwatch. Uh, from today, WoW tokens can be converted for use to bolster your Battle.net balance. This means fans from now on can buy uh, what they want from other games, such as cards from Hearthstone, instead of converting it to, into 30 days of World of Warcraft game time. Fans will need to look at the advantages of these exchanges and also make a note of it uh, a note of it if these prices are set to go higher due to the latest news. The latest from Blizzard on the subject buying a token is simple. Just visit the auction house, use your hard-earned gold to purchase one of the WoW tokens up for sale. Once the token arrives in your in-game mailbox, right-click it to add it to your bag, then right-click it to add it to your inventory. You'll then be able to choose whether to add 30 days of game time or add Battle.net balance of $15, currency and amounts vary by region, to your Battle.net account. The gold value of a token is determined dynamically based on supply and demand. When you put a token up for sale, you'll be quoted the amount of gold you'll receive upon a successful sale. If you then decide to place the token up for sale, that amount is locked in, and the gold will be sent to your mailbox after it has been sold. Huh. That's interesting to me. So essentially the only way it took... Okay, so the way the tokens are are injected into the economy is if somebody buys one. So I can go and buy a token for, say, $15. I then turn around and put it on the auction house for 20,000 gold. 
And then you can turn around and buy it with your gold and then use that however you deem fit. Whether to buy a month of game time, to you turn it into $15 of Blizzard money so I can buy uh, a loot box in Overwatch or a pack of cards on Hearthstone, what have you. Is that the general gist of it? I mean, I don't think, you know, there's tokens falling off of raid bosses that everyone's got to roll on. Yeah, we took down the raid boss. I get a full month of, of free play. If that is the case, then why would the rumor be this is the last expansion? Because they're going to try and milk the fuck out of it? Tokens are 20 bucks, and they currently sell for about 60,000 gold. Wow. Well, now see, 60,000 gold back in the day would have been a fuck ton. These days, I don't know if that is or not. I, I, I don't know. Hino says, I think the current price on his server for a token is around 82,000 gold. On European servers, it's about 100,000. Okay, so obviously gold is fairly easy to come by in the future. Or in the new expansions in the future. <laughs> now we're back here in 2004. If only it were easy to come. Bush is still president. <laughs> the, the war world. on terror is still going on. Wilmore says inflation is high. You can make about $1,000 in an hour these days. Wow. Holy shit. Blizzard's always been very well known for their gold sinks. What happened to it? Hondo says he currently has 53,000 gold. You know what? Wait a minute. If Hondo and Lurker, you guys are freaking like gods where you play, why are you not playing with us in WoW Vanilla? Right. If you've got 53,000 gold, what the fuck are you doing? There's nothing left for you. It's time to start over. Umar says she's got 20 grand. It's time to be playing Wild Vanilla with your real friends, us, and your radio god, the one who you look up to all the time, me, playing when the game was difficult, <laughs> as was intended to, when your sole goal is harvesting as many Alliance heads as you can. And I've been ganked enough in the last week by level 60 fuckshits running around in the low-level zones that I, I... You thought I was bloodthirsty before? I will camp their newbie zones every goddamn day. Epic Lurker. Players have gotten tons better at leveling your characters. I have seven at max level. It's also a lot easier to level your characters in the newer uh, uh, expansions. Even I know that. Blizzard said that years ago. They got tired of, of trying to put an extra five or ten levels up there and have you work for it. They don't bother anymore. They just make sure all the end game stuff is where once you get to max level, that's where they put the majority of their effort into. They don't care anymore about making you slog your way to get to level 110. Umar says, I barely have my second at 59. When I stopped playing, my mage was at 70 and my hunter was at 63 or 64. Because there was a brief period of about a month where we tried getting people together from uh, the uh, show. We got like 60 people into a guild for Cataclysm, and then we got bored. I can't wait to get to Alterac Valley, man. I love that one. I know it wasn't the most popular battleground for a lot of people, but I love that 40-on-40 that 40 40 slug match. Especially now that we all have computers that can run lots of people on there. Right. It was like a 300-person raid in Agamar a couple weeks ago. That was nuts. Didn't even glitch. Nothing. I actually just died to a patrolling random epic NPC while farming materials. Seriously, guys, come on. Why are you not playing on our server with us? We need your expertise. As long as you don't make fun of me. Even
even if you make fun of her. No. One thing we do need to do is we need to get a, a Discord server or a Ventrilo server or something. Yeah, so we can all talk. Yeah, it's just easier that way. I'm flipping through Kickstarters while, you know, you were talking, and I'm coming up quite light. I mean, there's... Well, yeah, it's the second week in a row we've come up light. We don't have to swing for the fences here. Just grab no, something. Well, I'm just... They're, there's some things in there to make fun of, but they've got, like, one paragraph. There's nothing to really... Like this. This is some idiots making earrings out of coffee beans. Why? Why? What happened to the golf, the cat golf course? Oh, well, I can go back to that oh, one. Actually, that was kind of funny. Okay, I'll go back to that So, one. I mean, uh, so Blizzard has finally caved in and is allowing you to spend money on in-game currency. I, they're basically saying, you can do whatever you want with this token. But, yeah, theoretically, you could use it for in-game currency. I know it says, I'll play, but my work season is going, about to get crazy. But I can do some nights. Just start leveling, dude. Well, look, we're not going molten core. We might tag along with another guild if we want to go that route. Sure. But I'm much more interested in getting, you know, six, uh, 15 level 60 people and going into Rathi Basin. Or getting 10 to go into Warsung Gulch. I want to play Battlegrounds. I want to go and raid people. I want to go fight. We'll go camp in Ashenvale. We'll go raid Terran Mills. Or South Shore, rather. I'm getting high, well, I'm not high enough in level, but I'm getting enough materials to at least help people get off to uh, a little brisker start than normally would. I can supply you bags. I can supply, although if you're playing a cloth wear, I can get you okay armor to start off with. Anything else, if I come across it, I can send it. You keep mailing me stuff. Yeah, I do. I mailed you a a wand, and I think I just sent you a uh, mace today. And since you hit level 14, I can make you a nice set of uh, boots. Boobs? Boots. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there's a point in making you boobs for an undead character. <laughs> They're just going to rot and fall off. <laughs> yes, and, and with my crazy hair. Mick loves the crazy oh, hair. Oh, yeah, the kid and play hair. Yeah. Okay, so. Well, and I have another one that's that's like that, too. The why and why not. And then I have, is this, I've got the fox interested. See, now, I think they're brilliant in the way they're doing this. And I'll explain it in a second. It it is. But, okay, this is from TheVerge.com. And there's a bunch of places you can get it. uh, To Lulu's point, it's everywhere. And this is, of course, within the last week, uh, you've been hearing about the Firefly uh, um, rumors that Fox is now on board with trying and wanting to reboot, which I have a problem with. Uh, Firefly. Cloth boobs, those would sell well in Pornshire. <laughs> All right. <laughs> why and why not Fox should produce a Firefly reboot? It's a never-ending question among Firefly fans. Will we ever get into the black again? While Joss Whedon was able to put together Serenity as an apt coda, uh, for his story about a band of ragtag misfits, rumor has it's there's renewed interest in doing something new with the story. During last month's Television Critics Association panels, executives from Fox noted that they were somewhat interested in a revival of the show. Before you get too excited, the odds are slim. Fox Broadcasting President of Entertainment David Madden noted that they've been uh, seeing quite a bit of success with revivals of shows such as X-Files and 24. 
and that he would, quote, be open to a Firefly reboot if Joss Whedon himself wanted to revisit it. Just as quickly, he noted that Whedon's probably too busy to consider it, but the seed is planted, and it does sort of look as though there could be a window of opportunity to revisit the world as some of the actors aren't locked into any long-term roles. Nathan Fillion's show Castle is now wrapped up, for example. And Whedon himself doesn't appear, publicly speaking, to be locked into a major film. Although IMDb does list an untitled World War II horror project that was announced last fall. So, if Firefly were to return, now would be the right time, but should it? Why Firefly should come back? This is from Tasha. Speaking slowly in the abstract, Firefly has never been more relevant than it is right now, in the sense that it's a story about a bunch of outlaws who aim to misbehave by resisting a corrupt and questionably legitimate regime and operating outside its boundaries wherever possible. Of course, we gotta well, we your, gotta throw the your political. personal politics into it. There's a lot to sympathize with there, but the primary argument for bringing Firefly, Fly, Firefly <laughs> back has always been that it never fully felt like the show got its due. Of course it didn't. They canceled it before they even the first run of episodes had, and they showed them out of order. At least in terms of finding time to properly tell the stories Sorry. Joss Whedon had set up. No, you're right. You're right. I love that show. Serenity and a series of Dark Horse spinoff comics filled the largest holes and answered the major questions. But it just seems like there's so much more for these characters to do. If nothing else, for once it'd be nice to have a Joss Whedon story actually take the time to deal with the fallout from a major character dying for emotional effect in the climax of the story. True, because in all his other shows, um, you know, Buffy and Angel... Buffy, the main character, died in Buffy the Vampire Slayer like three, like three times and came back. He never really had to deal with that emotional fallout. But with Wash dying... But, now keep in mind, that was in Serenity. They could do a movie and... Compl- I mean, they could do a show and completely ignore Serenity. Or they could have it they far in the future. Right, because they could say it's not canon. Right, or that it, it hasn't happened yet. There's plenty of stuff you can do prior to the events of Serenity. Anyways, go on. Um, the show that barely made it past the, uh, the Whedon introduction stage where we're getting to know everyone's personalities. It's always felt like the real plot, the bigger story, was waiting until we had gotten past these early adventures. This is from Chame. These are the different people on The Verge, apparently. Look, I really like Firefly. The cast has this easy camaraderie that made them fun to watch and the universe had a gritty realism that was referring refreshing after growing up watching the clean-cut adventures of the crew of the Enterprise. Sure, as Tasha noted, most of the main storylines were tied up rather hastily through Serenity and the spin-off comics, which most of us didn't read. Right. But it didn't have to be that way, and one can only assume that Whedon has plenty of ideas about where he wanted to take Firefly. The universe, with its terraformed moons and class-based struggle between the wealthy, technologically elite core planets and the rim worlds, is a fascinating backdrop for storytelling, especially given today's political climate. Let's Again, I there. cannot disagree with that more. Uh, there are plenty of reasons from both plot and behind-the-scenes perspective as to why Firefly won't work. What? But I have uh, enough nostalgia for the show that I forgive. I can forgive a whole lot of flaws just to see their crew back at the helm. But are they too old? Andrew, I feel head over... We'll get to that. Head over heels in love with the show when I first watched it, but my passion for it has cooled with time. That said, what I liked most about the show was that it felt at the time like a unique twist on the sci-fi formula. 
We had a gritty, Western-inspired universe, plenty of planets and moons to explore, adventures to get into, and a much larger, overarching arcing story that was ultimately resolved in Serenity. It has a rich and varied mythos to play with, and I think that there's a lot of untapped potential that Whedon and executive producer Tim Miner, uh, or Minier, whatever, never got around to exploring. While the show did have its issues, its portrayals of women in other cultures haven't aged well. Oh my god. What do you mean, portrayals Fuck of off. women? They, all the women on this show are incredibly strong. One of them's a gunslinger, one of them's a professional prostitute who can get pretty much whatever she wants, and the other one's the only person keeping the ship in the air. Right, so you what do you hear mean of a, portrayals a woman of women? Engineering. You never hear of a woman engineer. And she was a badass. She was cute as pie, too. Ugh. I love Jewel State. Well, I know she's tired of hearing the uh, reboot yeah, thing. she really is. It's all over her Twitter. She's like, it would be great, but... Maybe we should just let it die. Andrew, as much as I've enjoyed Firefly, it's one of those shows that I've always felt like, okay, you know what? Blah, 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 blah. I don't really care about the opinions of all of you, all right? Here's the thing. And this is where it was kind of left open. All right, the Fox people said, look, we, we would re- we'd be willing to look at a reboot. We were willing to take a look at it, but only if Joss Whedon is at the helm. Okay. This is the brilliance of the comments made by Fox. Yeah. Because they finally silenced, in a way, the people... God, I'm getting a headache. Awful headache. Yeah, I see. I can tell. They have silenced the the biggest critics... Uh, being us, the viewers, who blamed Fox, and rightly so, for the way they treated Firefly when it first came out. So now they're saying, hey, we'd look at it if... So they're pushing the blame back onto on Joss Whedon. Joss say, Whedon. And they can always go, look, we were willing to redo it. Joss Whedon's the one who can't because of his schedule. Or he can't because he doesn't want to. Because remember, Whedon's on record as having said he will never work with Fox again. Right. In fact, even Serenity, when it was done, was done by Universal Studios. Right, and that's what part of the one of the um, articles that I've got pulled up is him talking about that after the age of after the release of Age of Ultron, Whedon told Collider there are rights issues between Fox and Universal because one had the show and one had the movie, so it gets a little funky fresh with that. There's also the matter of whether Whedon would want to make more episodes of Firefly, which he's always held the same position on. He'd do it if it felt right, and when the cast is freed up from their busy schedules. All For, right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go first ahead. and foremost, Whedon wants to tell another story, not just find an excuse to get together with his friends. Because that's another thing. They all, ever since they did that show, they are all friends. They're all wrapped up in each other's stuff. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, it's kind of cool. But okay. here's what's going on. You're, you're sitting on. You're standing on my. Sorry, court. this is a perfect storm in in that you have a position where the majority of your main characters are not tied down to anything. Alan Tudyk, other than doing voiceovers for Pixar and for various cartoons, like he just did Sing. Okay, right. He's he's pretty. He's free. doing uh, right because he's doing. He didn't find any other work. He's doing online stuff. He, he had yeah. a Kickstarter for Con Man with no, Nathan Indie Gogo and whatever. Okay, Nathan Fillion just wrapped up a castle. Just wrapped up he's castle. not busy with anything. Jewel State just wrapped up whatever she was doing in Canada, so she's available. Um, Ron Glass unfortunately has passed, passed away. away. Sucks. Don't replace him. I don't think Summer Glau is doing anything currently. 
Alec Baldwin, Adam Baldwin. He Adam was Baldwin. doing the uh, the last ship. The last ship, which is on hiatus right now. And I don't know that his character is in it anyways. I yes, think it he, is. Oh, is he? Because I thought he was killed off or something. No, he's not killed off. He's still in it, but if it's on hiatus right now. If you told them oh God, they don't that, do hey, we're going to guarantee you 24 episodes of, of Firefly, done, done. The last ship can sail without me. Right. You actually Gina have. Gina Torres is in suits, but I can't imagine that she would not make time for Firefly. She's also gone on record as saying that she loved and it. And I don't know how much longer suits has got because it's kind of long in the tooth. And Simon Mayher isn't doing anything. Not Simon. Um, Sean. Right. Sean Mayer. Now would be the time. But you just had it where Joss Whedon just got done doing the Avengers, which kind of burned him out. He's spending his time right now hating on Trump and spending a lot of his money trying to get him, I don't know, impeached or something. By throwing the onus on Joss Whedon, Fox has now washed their hands of the subject. And any other speculation going forward is not going to be, well, wait a minute. It's a perfect storm because majority of the main cast aren't locked into anything now. It's not going to get done this year. I don't I don't think there's any way they can get into production this year, even if they wanted to. Now, what does the... The timeline I've seen is 2018. Okay, supposedly could. But it's now completely on Joss. And look, Joss Whedon has got the stroke to pretty much do whatever he wants. Now his mouth is going to start getting him into a lot of trouble political-wise, and I think that's already starting to slam a little, a few doors in his face. And if he keeps it up, he's only damaging his own brand. But if you want to bring Firefly back... You're never going to have a better chance than right now. And he's got fan base. Uh, That's not it. The fan base is far larger now than it was at the time the show aired. You would have a surefire hit audience. And I'm not saying that the the show would necessarily be a hit because you don't know until it comes out. But you would have a built-in group of people ready to watch it as soon as it came out. The hype alone would guarantee an audience. Okay, but then you have to have the quality to back it up and, and that's just it you're right um, do i want to see anara sarah in her 40s in her mid 30s she's going to be mid, she's 35 the character marina bakaran who played anara sarah yeah is 35. yeah i would because she was just in deadpool last year and she is still an ass just a piece wow she is uh, she's hot i know she's hot all three of them are hot so, I love, yeah, I, I, I love would. Jewel State. I think she's so cute. I don't care if they are in their 30s and 40s. What the fuck do I care? Go ahead. What I don't want is a re- They keep on saying reboot. That is what I don't no, want. No, I want to see the people that I love. You can't reboot the characters because we already know who they are. I. You got to pick up somewhere along the line. I, I do not want them to force some Joe Schmo to be Wash. I want Wash. I don't want them having the same people redoing the characters from the ground up. No. I, I don't need to have Wash redone. No. I already know who he is. He's the smart-ass pilot who makes all the jokes. That has the dinosaurs on him. <laughs> you know. I mean, and they have I don't want a so new Zoe. Little... I don't want a new... Uh, keep... I don't want to... Uh, I don't want Jane or Adam Baldwin redoing Jane's story. I don't no. want the hero of Canton. I already know how that happened. No. I want you to go... 10 years in the future and see what they've done since reintroduce them but don't don't try to remake the original series that's stupid having said that you're right it's slim 
because I don't think Fox is necessarily being very honest in that they want this all to happen. No, they're just trying to, you know. I, I think if Joss Whedon approached them and said, all right, let's do it. What's my budget? I think then they're going to balk or you're going to have a problem where the budget's going to be a lot less than it needs to be. You're going to have a hard time getting all the people to contract. You, If Fox want to do this, legitimately want to do this, they would have to actually guarantee two seasons, three seasons, this many episodes. They would have to be guarantees on the table that this is going to air. We promise and guarantee that they're going to air all the episodes in the order they meant in to. In order. And more than just one season. Or Joss Whedon's going to say, you know what? Fuck off. I've got plenty of things I could do. Yeah, I don't need this. You don't. It's a pet project of his. It's a, a, a passion project. It just happens this time for, a, unlike, you know, Scorsese's project, which no one gave a shit about, this one has people that are going to You know what would about. be cool, though? And that's what this this article says. No, um, I'm sure you're going to tell me. Yes, I am. Um, Tim Minear, who was the producer and the writer, said he would never foreclose the possibility of bringing the show back. I think a limited series of some kind would work best. Some, um, uh, What about partnering with Netflix? That's always been the, oh, the problem is you'd have to have um, Fox sign off on it. And that's always been right. The and that's what he said. You know, that that would work if 20th Century Fox, who owns the rights, but they're would not partner. going to. And they already said they're not going to. They're not going to partner. They're not going to, they're not going to sign off on it either. I think that would you know, be cool, and Nathan though. Fillion said, of, and they asked, what happens if you own the $300 million lottery? So, well, I would buy the rights to Firefly and I put it out on the internet and let people do with it as they wish. And that's I mean, the sticking point. He's like they've all said that this was their favorite project, and that's ever. fine. And, and I'm, I, I'm glad it is, and I I believe them when they say it. But the reality of the of the uh, fact is, it all lives and dies with Fox, yep, and also with Joss Whedon. If they're going to say we're not going to revisit it, because Fox could, you know what, give them the middle finger and just reboot the whole thing, new cast, new characters, new writer, new producer, new everything. They have the rights to it. Right. If they really wanted to. They could go nuclear and start from the whole thing from scratch. Now, they'd be shooting themselves in the ass to do it, but they could. They very well could. I, I, I just don't see that happening. And I understand what they're trying to accomplish here. I, I know what they're trying to do. It, it And look what it's done. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's hyped up. Because now you have the legitimate possibility in the eyes and minds of a lot of people that this, in fact, could happen. When the truth is, it's further now than it probably ever has been. Although you have a situation where, again, uh, Joss Whedon has more stroke than he ever has had before. But the other thing, too, is what does Fox really have going for them right now? As far as shows go. Uh, right Everything now, I mean, is... Well, they've restarted 24. They're restarting Prison Break. They've got, what, Empire was doing okay. Then it started to really tank. They have, um, I don't even know, is Sleepy Hollow still on? I, I fuck if I know. I don't, I, I, no I don't know. I don't watch Fox. I watch the news in the morning. That's about it. And that's kind of what it goes to. And that's what was kind of my point. And... <laughs> it's great to speculate. It's great to talk about what I watch it. You're goddamn right. I would absolutely. That would be must see TV for me. <laughs> sure, I, I absolutely I would watch it. Um, everybody I know would watch it. Like I said, it would be a surefire hit. 
right out of the, of the uh, gate. Now, quality would dictate whether or not it stayed oh, that God, way. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, just, I just don't see it happening. Because everybody would have, you'd have to have everybody on board. The writers, Whedon, Fox, all the actors, the producer, and that's a lot of people. And then you have to have, you have to start writing the stories. You have to have a production time. You got to start putting it off the side. Everybody's going to go under contract. Everyone's got to stop whatever future projects they have to work on this. And they can't half-ass it. They can't, you know, pull like a Battlestar Galactica where you're doing rewrites in the middle of the episode. Because that's partly what killed that. Well, also partly what killed um, Galactica was in the middle of the writer's strike. They had almost an entire season that made absolutely no sense because they had no writers. So they were, yeah, they had their hands tied. All right, let's do You've Been Told, and then we're going to go back to my articles. Uh, I've still got uh, a bunch we have to get to here. Uh, I've still got about an hour left, so we've got time. Running out of it, we've got time. All right, so this is Octales You've Been Told. I kind of want to get to a little earlier in the episode. I know we usually end the show on it, uh, but I, I I would like to do it when we're still fresh, then towards the end. So hang on. Octales You've Been Told. You've Been Told is a short-form commentary segment for The Emperor's Court, written and produced by Octale. Check me out on Twitter, at the Octail. This week, I'd like to spend my time on You've Been Told talking about a couple of YouTubers that I have stumbled across, and they're not really YouTubers. They're people who are doing things that have YouTube channels, whose messages have been resonating with me. But before I do that, I want to do uh, one other thing. Uh, this is semi-politically charged, so uh, I apologize for those of you that were not interested in that. But um, just so that anybody that isn't aware, the only reason that you go to the Ninth District Court of Appeals for anything is because the judges that are in the Ninth Circuit are a bunch of activists that really love taking already established law and throwing it in the trash can in order to make up law sort of as they go along. So just to let you know, in case anything in the recent past or the present or the future happens to get challenged in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, you can be guaranteed that, number one, George Soros is funding it, and number two, there's probably already some piece of legislation or some part of United States code that has already um, or already exists to make the thing that's been done legal, and they need a activist judiciary to throw that thing out, i.e. the travel ban. Okay. So now to the uh, topic at hand. I have been exploring various people on YouTube and trying to discover sort of uh, new perspectives and different perspectives and uh, it was part of the reason sort of why I was poking at the Young Turks for a while until they turned out to be social justice clowns. Uh, I was watching a little bit of various individuals on YouTube. Uh, My wife really likes Phil DeFranco. Uh, So I've been watching some of his stuff, but uh, two people that I've really sort of been listening to and digesting the content that they create and are sort of resonating with me and what uh, 
And what I perceive to be happening at the world at large, and I want to talk about two of them this week. The first one is Peter Schiff. Peter Schiff is the CEO and Chief Global Strategist of Europe, Euro-Pacific Capital Incorporated. He is a heavy gold investment guy, but he talks a lot about the economy and talks a lot about the fact that the recovery from the 2008 financial crisis has all been bought on credit because the Federal Reserve um, does not do the job that they've been tasked to do which is essentially to control interest rates worldwide. Uh, the Fed tries to get Democrats elected, and they've done that over the last eight years since the election of President Obama by keeping uh, the prime interest rate, which uh, by keeping the prime interest rate low. The prime interest rate is the interest rate upon which all other interest rates, basically worldwide, uh, with the exception of maybe a couple of countries, uh, are based. So by keeping those interest rates very, very low, it allows people to continue consuming and dumping money into the economy that they don't really have because they have to borrow, and borrowing is cheap. It also allows people that would have no chance affording things like Ivy League educations, it allows those people to buy Ivy League educations on credit, and then pay them back at very, very cheap rates of return for the government. Now, the Fed had started to threaten that there were going to be three uh, rate hikes in calendar year 2017. And the reason why that they would do that is in order to tank the economy now that a Republican is in the presidency and has control of the Congress and has control of 69 of 99 uh, state legislatures around the country. And if you make the economy tank, then a whole slew of mainstream media people can point at the Republicans and go, see, it was them, it happened on their watch, they don't know about the economy, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Peter Schiff's basically got a weekly podcast on YouTube where he talks about the goings-on in the financial markets, and it feels to me like he has a better understanding of what is going on than most of the financial prognosticator people that are massively bullish on free money and massively bullish on the United States dollar as the reserve currency for the entire world, where... Uh, Peter Schiff has the I, basically the view that eventually the world is going to wake up and decide that the United States dollar is worthless because we are so levered up as a country that we could never, ever, ever pay that money back. And so the value of our currency is all but, all but nothing. So uh, the other guy that I've been sort of checking out things on YouTube is Peter Hitchens. And he writes for the Mail on Sunday in the UK. He was a foreign correspondent for the Mail in Moscow and Washington. Uh, and in 2010 was awarded the Orwell Prize. And his sort of thing is there is no such thing as a conservative political party in either the United States or the United Kingdom. 
and he's not necessarily pro UKIP, for example. He just he the things that he has said would would lead one to believe, and I think he's outright said this a couple of times that the traditional conservative party in the United Kingdom, the Tories are not a conservative party. They are, in fact, a center-left party, just as Labour is a center-left party. And so when people go to the polls, their choices are between two essentially mirror images of each other and a bunch of fringe parties. So um, he's got a fairly unique view of conservative of conservatism in the UK. I don't necessarily agree with all of it because a lot of it is is ground in organized religion and I am naturally uh, anti-moral collectivist or I'm a moral self-determinist I guess is, is the better way to put that. But uh, both of those guys are doing some really interesting stuff. Peter Hitchens doesn't really have anything regular except for his mail uh, column, but he's been on lots of TV shows in the UK, and you can find his comments in full versions of shows that he's been on, like Question Time and stuff like that. So uh, I just find both of those YouTubers, or both of those people, really interesting. There's a lot of content that they have on. Uh, on YouTube, and if anybody's looking for a way to expand their horizon that's not uh, in the sort of giant shouting match that happens on the internet and punditry and all of that stuff, uh, check these two guys out because I really think that they have uh, stuff of value to say. My name is Octail, and you've been told. Let's go back to Emperor and the rest of the Emperor's Court. Uh, he's right. Stupid echo in the back. Okay. Um, the only one actually, as far as YouTube goes or, or you know, uh, streaming or Twitch, the only thing I really watch is uh, Louder with Louder with Crowder. Uh, it's the only one I, I, I actually make time to watch as far as uh, political punditry as it goes. Uh, to his earlier point, he's right in that the Fed kind of works on the, uh, at least the way the, the economy recovered. And if you look at it, a lot of people know this. Uh, economists know this. It's, it's kind of been out there. I know the media, for the most part, has ignored it because it was in their best interest to make it seem like everything was hunky-dory with the economy considering it was the Obama administration. But it is. A lot of it is built on credit. And a lot of it's built on, uh, you know, a, a wink and a nudge. You can't keep 0% interest rates for this long and expect to have a healthy economy. Eventually, it's going to collapse upon you. And I understand... Uh, it's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but it, 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 it's truer than you may think that if the Fed starts to start decides to start fucking with things and start now to go ahead and start operating with the interest rates and bring it up, that you can start to see the economy start to falter or at least slow down. It's a giant bubble. There's no base. It's built on sand, folks. We've been saying this for years. This recovery didn't recover anything. The jobs that did come back aren't paying near what they were, and we never recovered as many as we lost. Now, you can change the way the, the way the formula is, and that's what Obama did. He changed the way the formula is used for when it comes to identifying your unemployment. Okay, well, you can continue to fiddle with the numbers to make it seem like there's, there's less and less people out of work. The reality is, no, there's more people out of work than what you're saying. Or underemployed. 95 million Americans are not in the workforce. Granted, that takes uh, uh, old people, retired, and kids into account. Right. But that still comes up to around 45 to 50 million Americans are out of work that were employed that aren't anymore. 
or when you have people that are employed that were in higher paying jobs so many people are approaching a hundred million are now underemployed right. for either the resume the experience or the schooling that they currently have jobs that were there that are no longer paying the exact same amount they were right. there's a reason Trump got elected as far as it goes in the Midwest in the Rust Belt because of that because people who had jobs don't anymore, or the ones they have are paying a lot less than they did. And they're working two jobs or three jobs, or they're doing too. all kinds of other things just to make ends meet. I live in your basement. You do. That's true. Now, part of it is because you were, you know, shuffled off from your job. You were laid off. Right. Now, you were luckier than most in that you found employment within a month. Right. Actually, I think it was within a couple of weeks, and they just made you wait a month. To, to... Well, because it was the end of the year. They didn't want to hire until right. January 1. And because of your divorce. Now, because your ex-husband was an idiot when it came to money. However, the point is that there are plenty of people out there that even when they have degrees and the resume, and it, it's really hard to start over a brand new career in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s. Yes, it is. I mean, when you can turn around and get some schmuck kid coming out of college to make, you know, a, a percentage of what you were, they're going to do it because they've got all those. Not to mention, they probably don't have families. They're probably single. They have more energy, more time well, to sing into it and a giant friggin uh, uh, a loan that they've got to pay off. Right. And that's why they've so many people are coming out of college and they're not. I mean, they're not making what they were told they would be making. And a lot of them aren't prepared for what they've got. No, they're, they, they're the not. school they got did not prepare them for the workplace. For the real world. They really was. Now, I know that that, that was part of what Octave was going at, and he was you know advocating for people to go ahead and listen to these other you know YouTubers. Uh, by all means, go for it. Um, I, I may have given them a look myself when I had the time, time I really don't have a whole lot of. But the Young Turks, man, if you watch this show, and I don't. I, I'm talking to to my my left wing and liberal listeners, and there are a lot of you, a lot more of you than you'd care to admit. If you can watch their YouTube show, two three episodes, make it all the way through, nod your head and agree with most of what they're saying, and not gag. You're either a an absolute uh, 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 indoctrinated radical. Or you're deliberately deluding yourself because you think you should agree with people that are supposedly on your side. These people are whack jobs. In every sense of the word. If you want, you people like to try out the alt-right, <laughs> you need to see these fuck sticks and listen to what they do. It is amazing the shit that they spew and get away with. Hondo, what do you think of the idea of the right to basic income in the age of automation? I don't know if there is a right to basic income. I don't think there's a right to income. But don't turn around and say, and that's what it comes down to, don't turn around and say the economy, the country is far better off now than it was eight years ago, or it's far better off than it was 16 years ago, or far better off during the Bush years, when that isn't the case. Well, and it's and, a lie. And when you change the way that you're looking at things, that doesn't mean something's better. That just means that you're hiding something. And in a lot of cases, that's what they were trying to do is hide. Uh, look, what did Obama do for the economy? Really? Nothing. He spent a trillion dollars propping up stuff that didn't have to be. That shouldn't have been. Banks, Carnistry, Tarp and Bush did the same thing. He spent seven hundred billion dollars. Now, granted, he gave most of that over to Obama to spend. 
because when he did it, it was at the end of his uh, um, uh, administration. Obama was taking over. It was unprecedented to give an incoming president that much say and where the money was going on a legislation he had nothing to do with. To the point of what? $1.6 trillion is what Obama decided to go ahead and give out and direct. Ridiculous amount of money. And what do we have to show for it? Where's all the shovel-ready jobs and the infrastructure improvements we were supposed to get? I don't know. The old building I used to work on downtown, the old federal building. I went past that a couple weeks ago. And they actually, I guess they finally must have finished up putting all that. that oh, that put, stupid window right, thing? They put windows on top of windows. Yeah, they made it look like a hundred and eighty million dollars to put windows outside of windows. Yeah, kind of like putting a giant condom on the building. Well, it's supposed to be energy efficient. I don't care if it is the most energy efficient. I don't care if you didn't spend another dime on energy, gas, or whatever to heat it that wasn't building worth for the million. rest of its life. There's no way that building sits around. That building would have to stand at full capacity running every single day for the next 700 years to make back $180 million. And that was part of this, this, this shovel-ready bullshit. And I ever saw more than a few dozen people working on it. Yeah, I never saw more than 20 people there. Hano says, what do you think of, how do you think millennials are going to get along with the age of automation? These people are coming out of college, believe that they should be given a job, that they should be making X amount of money, that they should be getting these kind of benefits. No, you don't. Nothing's There's just nothing. handed That's to you. That's right. You are not owed shit. I don't care if you graduate with five doctorates, you are not owed anything. And the fact that you somehow believe because you go to college and got a participation paper at the end of it saying you attended somehow entitles you to anything is a disgrace. And I think they're in for one hell of a of a uh, uh, eye opening event. And they can protest and occupy Wall Street and scream all they want. That isn't going to change the fact that guess what? Robots are doing the job for you. And this goes back to what I said a minute ago about being able to hire a 22-year-old out of college to do the job of a 50-year-old doing now. They're going to be less productive. They're going to be piss poor at it, but you can pay them a hell of a lot less, and they're probably willing to spend a lot more hours. At least that used to be the case. With with millennials, at least if you go by the polling, if you go by the research, it all seems to indicate they want to work less and make more. They want to work. They want to live downtown. They don't want it. They want to rent. They don't want to have cars. They don't want to have to. There's a corporate responsibility. I don't disagree with corporate responsibility. One of those responsibilities is not to have to pay you a living wage. If the job you do doesn't uh, warrant it. $15 an hour. No, you're flipping burgers. You're filling up my pop. That ain't $15 an hour worth. Well, no, because when you pay them $15 an hour and you're only paying a teacher $20 an hour, you're lessening, you're, you're telling the teacher that she doesn't count enough. I used Mystic Mim as an example. I, 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 Mystic Mim is now here with me. Um, I was giving you public props for your uh, very large promotion uh, at work that you start tomorrow and how very proud of you I was. Thank you. Okay. Now, take into account the fact that some asshole kid could make $15 an hour. Now, granted, it's still be making less in the yeah, question yeah, year no than you stuff. now. Somebody like that, without your experience, without your college degree, be able, I mean, they believe that they should earn that for flipping burgers. No. For dropping fries. No. For making pop. That's what EMTs make, and they save lives. Right. 
well, everything else should increase, you know, exponentially. If that, that was the case, that's the not going to happen. That's right. Exactly, the economy would collapse just because you picked out some random number and said, "Well, I should, I should have a living wage." No, if you work at McDonald's, you're not going to get a living wage because it's a that's an entry level job. job. That is a job that you take when you are in high school, when you are going to college, or when you are a a no skilled unskilled laborer that those, is never supposed to be your end-all be-all career those kind of jobs died in the 50s and 60s when you could graduate high school and go get a job at ford at a steel plant at gm at chrysler and actually make a living wage learning a craft or building cars what have you those jobs are gone you want to do this manufacturing get on a boat go to china go to india where you can make pennies on the dollar, because that's where those jobs are these days. And the ones that are here, and there's a hell of a lot less. $15 an hour to do an entry of a job is still not going to be a living wage. No. And they're going to keep... So, Hondo, in order to answer your question, how do I believe many millennials are going to deal with the age of automation? I don't think they're going to. They're going to whine. They already are. They believe that they're somehow entitled to something. I work two jobs right now, on top of although Mr. Moon just got a promotion. Because there's stuff I want to do the house. I want to need a roof. Want to get a new car. Things we need. I bust my ass. Do you think any of these 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 people do? And I'm not saying all millennials. Obviously, no, that's no. not the case. It's not a blanket I work, statement. Right. I know work with several that that don't have that viewpoint. My but even by their own admission, that. they stand out differently than the rest of their peers. You are not guaranteed anything because you go to college. You're not. I went to college. Right. It took me this long to get something. And are you in a profession that had anything to do with your degree? Absolutely nothing to do with my degree. Nor is mine. Because I, I, went, I went where the work is. I don't have a degree. Guess what is going to be the best way to make money as a millennial? Couldn't I tell you? Porn. If you're young and you're hot, be a hooker. Porn. Taking care of old people like us. Actually, that, that's not a bad point. Be Although a, I'm be a nurse. in my 30s, I'm... will never be unemployed if you are a nurse. A registered nurse, yes. RN. There's tons of trade work out there that's not being filled because people think they need to get a college degree. They don't want to go to trade school. That's beneath them. My parents said I had to go to college. You know what? Marco Rubio said this during the campaign trail when, when they were doing uh, running for the Republican uh, nomination. And he said, you know what? It must be nice to have, you know go to college and be philosophers and all this. But you know what? We need a lot less philosophers and a lot more plumbers and pipe fitters and welders. And he's right. Construction workers. Right. EMTs, firefighters. My daughter's boyfriend just graduated high school last year? Last year. Yes, last year. And he's got a job making 20 bucks an hour because he went to a trade school for two years. While in high school. While in high school. When he graduated, guess what? He now works in a machine shop that he was trained for as an apprentice, then a journeyman. His job is in demand because there's not enough people out there yeah. who know how to do it, A, and are willing to do it, B. And that's the thing. If, nothing should be beneath you. We're doing jobs Americans won't do. Guess what? Who was doing those jobs before the illegals came across the border? Americans? Jesus. When you're facing starvation, you'll do a job. If that means picking fruit. Or bailing hay, get your ass out in the barn. You want to pay $15 an hour? Fine. Pay them $15 an hour. 
and then see how many Americans are willing to take that job then, if you're going to go that route. All right, enough of that. See, thanks, Octail. Get us off on that. Tangent. Yes. And now we've wasted 20 minutes. No, we didn't waste those. I know. I'm just just kidding. Because we have a couple things we... Speaking of Obama... (laughs) Are we going to segue into my thing? From the Techno Buffalo... Somebody sent me this and said I had to read this. Ten favorite video games from the Obama years. Because nothing says video games like Barack Obama. I guess Maniac Mansion. Eight years of President (laughs) Barack Obama have come to a close. And they have already seemed like an eternity ago. The 44th president oversaw an era of gaming that saw the industry... He oversaw an he era didn't of do gaming? anything to do with it. That was poorly written. Gaming expanded from a hobby for kids and man children who couldn't search their souls and grew up to a culturally accepted pastime what? that could be enjoyed by. I'm done. No, we're not. We're not reading right because nobody was playing games. None of us accepted prior to Obama. No, we are not Thank reading. God, that. he helped out the black people, gays, and video gamers. No, we're not reading that. Shit. I did not know that I was an oppressed minority. But <laughs> that's fine. Try not to laugh. LGBTQ VG. Video gamer. That's me. Right there. All right, dear. Let's just go through these real quick. Uh, top 10 games Demon Souls. All right. Mass Effect 2. Just Cause 2. Dragon Quest 9. The Skyrim. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Okay, so far I'm on board with one of those. Crimson Shroud. Never Look at her boobs, it. the way they're written, they're drawn. That's weird. Yeah, it is. I never heard of Crimson Shroud. Shovel Shovel Knight? Knight? The fuck is that? Shovel Ready Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terra Battle? Never heard of it. No, I haven't either. A JRPG. Okay, so it was a Japanese role-playing game. See, we're importing games now. Stardew Valley? Final Fantasy 15 that came out in November. I only recognized three of those names, and only one of them I would agree were actually pretty good. All right. All right, so we're done. All right, enough. Enough, 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 enough. You want to read this one? Hang on. An illegal look inside the crazy world of North Korea, and then some chick throwing a baseball in, like, short shorts. What what is this one? Oh, yeah. You go ahead. Pull that one up. Go ahead and read it. (laughs) Go. Okay. Um... I don't know how that I came across this, but uh, it's a real site. And the only, the one story that I found that actually I like the sound of is back from January. So bear that in mind. This is from Daily News, Daily News Lifestyle section. Make dating great again. Trump singles matchmaking site is for... And bear them again, this was in January, is for <laughs> president-elect supporters only. If you like long walks on the beach, building walls, Russia, and don't believe in global warming, there's a dating Walking site for you. Trumpsingles.com will match Donald Trump supporters with like-minded political singles in favor of the president. Founder David Goss of California thought of the idea after hearing of a similar site for Democrats. He also learned his Republican friends were having a hard time on dates once politics were brought up, especially when it came to Donald Trump. If people are being demonized for their views and having a hard time on their dates, we wanted to take that whole part out of it. 
Um, sometimes it's hard to date when you are Trump supporters who are making it easier to find each other who are like-minded and have the same political views, Goss 35 said when discussing his site on Fox and Friends after it first launched in June. I'm going to drink this whole thing. Oh, okay. This whole fish of, I'm going to drink this whole fish of water. Okay. The Trumps. Oh, I almost had it. Fuck. The Trump single is just a fun-loving person. It's not anybody that's different from anybody else. We just have our views, and when we stick to them, and we're proud of them, and we're not willing to give up on them just to date somebody. The site isn't new, but recently started picking up steam now that Trump will be sworn into office on January twentieth. Now, actually, I found another um, uh, another article that said since he took office that it has doubled. Well, I don't doubt it. <laughs> that their membership has doubled. Didn't we do the article yesterday that, um, what was it, uh, Wegmans was threatening to oh, yeah, 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 yeah. cancel carrying all the Trump wine? Yeah. And then all 66 then it, stores or 60 stores like, out sold of out of it. Yeah. Completely sold out. And they're ordering more? Yep. The The... Matchmaking site had about 23,000 members, and the numbers have just kept rising. It's 19- Think of the vetting process they've got. I know. It's $19.95 <laughs> a month. Um, and actually, I pulled it up so we could look at it. It's, it's, you have to, it's another one like that Ashley Madison where you have to join. You're doing a quick search. So let me just look for... Okay, that's that's distracting. No Muslims, no Hispanics. Ha ha ha. Let's see. Let's say I'm looking for a male. Oh shit! I am a female. What was the name? Of, uh, um, um. It was Lulu Slugger. Did you ever get the password? No, couldn't find it. I thought you had the password mailed to you or, uh, to that one email address. No, and and I, it wasn't the right email address. God damn it! I know. All right, so. <laughs> oh, God. What? Okay, I said I was looking for, I was female looking for a male between the ages of 35 and 50. And Isn't that a little young for you? No. Mm, that's like 10 years less. So? Okay. Is that a problem for you? I'm not asking to hook up with you. Well, it's because I'm out of your league. No. Unless you're a landlord. Uh, I'm out of your league. And you want to pay for this week's uh, rent? I know how you can do it. Go scrub the floors. I did that already, thanks. Scrub them again. I've got actually quite a few people here. Make cleaning great again. Look at this. I've got like, there's four. Yeah, they all look like a lot of winners. That's a whole lot of fail there, man. I don't know. He's kind of cute. He's in Austin, Texas. Okay, so apparently I, I... I'm... So what, we're going to make Lulu's sex life great again? How about I just, like, re- like resurrecting it? That would be nice. I'm probably a virgin by now. Sorry, that's kind of funny. Grow back. My hands grow back. It's, like, <laughs> twice as strong as it was. All right, let's see. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wow. They, they've re- There's nobody on this site in Ohio. We're already great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of funny. Uh, it's called TrumpSingles.com, making dating great again. Plus 14 attack power. Does that have anything to do with spell power? I have no idea. 
Epic Lurker Hondo. Does ep- attack power translate to spell power at all? Epic Lurker, if you're talking politics on a date, then you have no excuse to not understand why you're single. Fair point. Never talk religion or politics Never in the first date. Never talk religion nope. or politics. Nope. Never. And if they do, and you get an insight as to how they look at the world, if they then run agree away. You, that's right. These days, don't even bother. I don't care how hot she is. As my mom always told me, you go for coffee or you go for lunch because it's just lunch. It's just a meal. And if you don't like them, you never have to see them again. I don't know why Louis Farrakhan is trending, but I'm sure it's not good. It never is. No. Not in vanilla. Attack power is physical. All right, well then, fuck that, Steph. Stop sending me links on the game. I can't look at this stuff anyways. I had to look up the item. Oh, God, my neck is killing me. Uh, your face is killing me. Uh-huh. Uh, the hell else was I going to say? Damn it, I just got completely distracted now. Oh, shit. I had a point. I feel like a boob now. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> oh. You are a boob. Oh, no. Somebody wanted me to talk about something um, specific. And I, shh, it was right there. You are reminding me what the hell it was, and I completely forgot about it again. God damn. It, you know what? It's going to... Five minutes after we go off the air, so it's, it's going to hit me in the head. Yeah. It's it's your headache that's disrupting you. I've had this headache for five, go, going on five days now. Five. It's because of the weather. Uh, but it's been relatively it's warm. It's been and warm for the last couple days. And... Right. Yeah, but. Oh, I was sick as a dog this week. It was terrible. Yeah. Oh, um. You and oh, them that's both. Yeah, yeah. Well, your noses oh, were running like it. faucets. I, I work with uh, Scott, uh, Varyar's dad, on Thursday night. He was sicker than I was, and, and he's he didn't never even, sick. And he didn't even vacuum. No, nope, he's like, always. we're out of here. We're 801, we were out the door going home. Because I looked at him, he looked at me like, I'm sick. He's coughing, cause, uh, and he never gets sick. Like, fuck it, we're out of here. Everybody's sick. That's what it was, the PewDiePie thing. Um, and oddly enough, considering how much politics we've talked tonight, uh, I originally was not going to address the PewDiePie thing because of the political nature of it and because of the high-profile nature of the uh, person. That is, however, the subject of the patron show that I posted earlier this afternoon, about 35 uh, minutes on that, my thoughts thereof. So I, I, I'm not going to discuss the PewDiePie thing. I, I know it's a big story internet-wise. I just, I'm not going to on my show. You know, that, that's, and I thought I made some, uh, some very good points um, some very well thought out points, but you're going to have to get the patron show if you want to get into that. If you are a patron, you listen to it, you got, you know, comments, questions, hit me up, emperor1g at cox.net. And the same for everybody. If you ever got a question or comment, emperor1g at cox.net, we'll get to it. Um, you know, that's where the Obama thing came into the Obama video games, uh, the PewDiePie thing, a couple of others. Again, hit me up that way. That's your best, your best bet. Um, Shit, we're running out of time, and I've still got four episodes, four more articles to get to. Uh, Let's just skip Kickstarter, and you go for your articles. Is it? Oh, yeah, because that way you don't have to do it. You lazy shit. No, because I this is cute, but Nintendo Switch. Uh, that's right, they they got stolen. Or they're saying the leak was from a stolen Switch. Let's do this one, then we'll call it a night. Okay. Uh, from WhatCulture.com. Nine crippling problems with the video game industry and how to fix them. Okay. 
Epic Lurker, PewDiePie in five seconds or less. Someone did something stupid, got in trouble, people are yelling, the end. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot more than that, because there's quite a bit of money involved here that that fuck stick ain't going to get anymore. Now, I'm not a, a PewDiePie fan. I never have been. You want to talk about weather, real quick, before we delve into it. Tomorrow, it's going to be, today was 68, tomorrow 58, uh, Tuesday 65, Wednesday 70, Thursday 68, Friday 70, Saturday 40. That's crazy. Sunday, 28. That, that, that's just bullshit. Welcome to Cleveland. And you wonder why everyone's getting sick? That's why. The problem is it's actually more normal than you may realize. Okay. Whether it was the weirdly stilted start to the generation or the fact that many of its best games only emerged across the last year and a half, this console cycle has absolutely flown by to the point where both Sony and Microsoft, especially the latter, Given the distance they're creating between the Xbox One's launch and the Scorpio, I'm guessing that's their next generation, are already looking to when they can release another system. All of which forces you to look at the industry overall. Are we in a better place now than the last generation? Are developers able to capitalize on their creative visions, or are they hamstrung by increasingly seismic budgetary concerns? Are microtransactions and the mobile gaming scene a threat to objective quality? And if so... Is there anything we can do to stop it? Wow, they're already talking about the next generation consoles? I still haven't got an Xbox uh, One or a uh, PlayStation 4. I was going to wait. I, You know. I'm part of the master race, man. I'm, the, I'm, I'm a 2%er. 2% patch. I understood what you okay. meant. Remember we, we started that whole thing? I know. I wonder if Fire ever actually gave out those patches for that fundraiser thing of his. I have no idea if he ever actually sent them out. Well. It takes only a few seconds to step back and contrast the abject high points of this cycle. The Witcher 3s, the Overwatches, the Rocket Leagues, Dooms, and Shovel Knights. With the last, one that went out with a bang as Bioshock Infinite, The Last of Us and GTA V closed 2013, to see that actually there are quite a few worthwhile issues to address. So, let's start with number nine. When was the last time you played a new genre? Oh, wow. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, MOBAs. Because I hadn't played it before. The problem, thanks to the industry's exponential rise, encompassing a myriad of genres over time, refining them, raising budgets to do better, and throwing the results out to an ever-hungry public, we've arrived at a point where it feels like all the major possible genres and methods of gameplay have been realized. This all relates to budgetary constraints, too. For Honor, it is the first game in years where Ubisoft took the time to create a core mechanic that we haven't seen in a million other releases, yet it's one game amidst a sea of identikit-feeling titles. Where do we go from here? The solution. Part of the solution is identifying the problem, which is to say only the most marketable titles show up on people's radars. There's an understated fact that a lot of your favorite video games from decades gone by were created on shoestring budgets and through an indie mentality. Look up the history of Naughty Dog and Crash Bandicoot if you want proof. They went from sketch to mascot through sheer force of will and talent, not through anything related to targeting demographics or marketing before Sony got involved. The overall issue is people think there aren't any new genres or game mechanics because the net, their casting is incredibly small. You wouldn't say movies were terrible because Transformers or Fifty Shades of Grey sucked, right? 
There are a wealth of additional titles popping off left, right, and center. We just need Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo to showcase them along with the AAA more often. Number eight. I disagree with that, by the way. Cream rises. Or it, the best always rises to the top. Period. It does. It doesn't have to be a AAA title to be a fantastic game, but good games find their way. Number eight, physical versus digital has resulted in paralysis. The problem. Music and movies' primary delivery methods are almost completely digital these days, yet when Microsoft attempted to pull the trigger on a major majority digital Xbox One, we revolted, myself included. It was with good reason. The pitch and convenience aspects were god-awful. But have you noticed how every game has a 10-plus gigabyte patch, a series of updates, or a lengthy install time whenever you buy a disc? That's all down to the need to support physical media. The solution. If we're keeping discs in the long run, and increased vinyl sales would show that physical media has its place when done well, publishers need to relax their launch dates so developers can release fully finished games, not those that went to print months prior and are reliant on a day one patch to be what was advertised. Looking at you, Assassin's Creed Unity, No Man's Sky, and pretty much everything under the sun. If we're going all digital, patches and game updates would already be included in the games themselves while they're downloading. But that requires far bigger hard drives, so both Sony and Microsoft drastically undershot both the average size of a game this generation, 50 gigs, and how many the consumer would buy want to buy in any given month. Number seven, console cycles are a total mess. The problem for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, Xbox One, Scorpio, Nintendo Switch, and whatever's in the pipeline for the future of handhelds, probably the Switch again, either way, right now, the idea of a console generation has been thrown off center by Sony introducing the world to the thoroughly pointless PlayStation Pro. That's bullshit. If I'm Microsoft, I shouldn't be beholden to what PlayStation's doing. If I've got a new console that's coming out there that's going to blow anything out of the water that they've got, you release it. If my gener- if my Xbox One is generation is coming to a close, if I've got nothing on the horizon that shows anything huge and development wise, fuck it, bring out something new. Right. There's why is that a problem? Whilst you could think of that, whilst you could think of that system as a half step towards a PlayStation Five, Microsoft are prepping the Scorpio to be a proper next generation console, at least according to those who've gotten their hands on it. Releasing later in 2017, that means we've got the PlayStation 5 nowhere to be seen, the Pro in circulation three years after the PlayStation 4, the death of the Xbox One just four years if it disappears in light of the Scorpio, and Nintendo's Switch slap bang in the middle. Look, the Xbox One is being replaced because of marketing. Market share. PlayStation has buried them and is pissing on the grave. That's why the (laughs) Xbox One is being replaced. And it is. Well, I mean, that's a good reason for it to be replaced. The solution, stop worrying about hardware. No, 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 child. See, (laughs) the reason why people worry about hardware is because people like us in the PC generation don't. I upgrade my system, what, every five years, six years? And I've upgraded this one. I've built one with two-thirds of my own money, a third from our donors, Specifically to be able to play high-end games and to stream those high-end games. Right. I don't have to worry about it. Do I need an upgrade? Fine. I slap in some more RAM, I get a new video card. Right. It's not that hard. The Whopper lasts almost six years. Sound card, video card, whatever. 
Uh, Uncharted 4, Halo 5, Breath of the Wild prove these systems can run games at buttersmooth frames with generally jaw-dropping visuals. There's simply no need to release half-step systems, and for Microsoft, you're just starting to gain traction with the Xbox One S and general consumer trust. Don't blow a T-1000-sized hole in the side of your aspirations for the sake of better graphics nobody needs or ever appreciates. Uh, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know about that last one. Number six, people don't trust the gaming press. We don't. No. Well, Gamergate comes to mind. Mm. You can extrapolate this into out into people getting incredibly sick of any old sensationalist headline proclaiming the end of the world is nigh. Okay. But in gaming, we're usually got an issue with audience autonomy and the importance of critics. Thanks to the Gamergate debacle of 2014 and everything about No Man's Sky being the second coming, yes, review scores and critical opinions still carry weight, but you're more likely to pick up something up off a friend's recommendation or a forum post than read of a long form review. True, and that's been that's, the case for a long time. That's been the case time. for forever. And it, it, it doesn't have to be just games. That's movies. Right. That's products. Books. That's anything. That's books. That's, I don't give a shit about what the critics say about I a movie. I don't give a fuck. I don't know that person. Some of the movies I, I've enjoyed the most were shit on my critics. Absolutely. If, if you it, like it, I'll go see it. If I like it, you'll go see it. That's how it works. Uh, not everything you like, I go see. It is the reverse, though. Everything I like, you do go see. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. I'm more in tune with you than vice versa. Or you're more into whatever the case. You're a follower. I'm a leader. Wow. Look, don't get pissy. Just how it is. I am not a follower. If you never want to be disappointed to uh, disappointed to. If you never no, it's the way it's written. If you never want to be disappointed to led astray again. Should have been or led astray. (laughs) Start paying attention to authors more than headlines. Find sites you like the tone of. The problem is nobody has any kind of credibility. No. They really don't. I don't trust any of them. Look, and that's not just gaming media. That's media. That's media across the board. Number five, everything is open world, even games that shouldn't be. I'm tired of the open world shit. Just because Skyrim pulled it off doesn't mean everybody else has to try because all of you fail. Even the great Hideo Kojima said, quote, once you've gone open world, you can never go back. And it's a testament to how pretty much every major video game genre still works in this template. Metal Gear Solid V, The Legend of Zelda, The Witcher 3, Shadow of Mordor, Horizon Zero Dawn. Even Uncharted 4's levels were made far more open-ended than ever, simply to account for this nebulous sense of, see that? You can go there! The solution. Some games work an absolute treat in an open world, providing an unparalleled sense of exploration, tone-setting and placement. Others like L.A. Noir, Need for Speed Rivals, Mafia 3, simply space out all their objectives and leave you driving or running for hours in between checkpoints. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous if I have to go a million miles to get to the next thing. Just because you can explore something doesn't mean you need to. The realization here is that not everything has to be open world, period. As Neo proved, taking something as prolific as Dark Souls and making it mission-based can work very well. And a game like Assassin's Creed could surely benefit from Ubisoft taking a page out of the new Hitman's book. Number four, importance of graphics is way overblown. I don't think we need to go into that any further than it is. Number three, remake culture will always be disappointing. Well, yeah. 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 We'll 
was the last remake game that you enjoyed? <laughs> what was the last remake movie you enjoyed? <laughs> Never. Okay. <laughs> we have a real, real problem with both nostalgia and the general assumption that things were better back in the good old days. Donald Trump won an election off that very sentiment. All right, keep going. Jesus Christ. Everything yeah. has to have and that's, politics shoved in. <clears throat> that's the viewpoint of somebody who watched South Park and got all their information uh, <gasps> on Trump's uh, <laughs> campaign from okay, that. Okay, you can stop that at any moment. That's kind of gross. I would very much like to. It hurts. Well, say excuse me. Excuse me. You can't re-experience a first impression. It's impossible. The reason you love something like Crash or Final Fantasy VII was because there was nothing else like it at the time. We've seen all the innovations, all the lessons learned, and the formal momentum made since then. And the only thing people are getting excited about when it comes to anything high-definition remake of a classic is revisiting the mindset of the childhood, not the game itself. They want to be wide-eyed and young again, which simply can't be done. I don't know. I'm going back and playing World of Warcraft, and I'm loving it. I'm I'm enjoying this. The solution. Move forward, create new games, have new experiences, let them feed into appreciation of new products. Honestly, if you're forever thinking back on old games, old school games, and wishing the industry would make games like that, it's like lamenting Metallica for not releasing another Master of Puppets. If you want a game-related solution, look at how id Software and Machine Games continued Doom and Wolfenstein. Okay, and the new Doom sucked. Then, yeah, and they've never made another... Sucked. They haven't made a good Quake since 3. So, bad example. Going after Final Fantasy VII. Well, you know what? Squaresoft sells a... What a a, a a modicum of games, minuscule games compared to what they used to sell. So bang goes that theory too. You play homage, you pay homage to the past and move on. You don't try to live in it. The fact is, you're not the same person, age or otherwise, you were back then. Thank God. Number two, the industry doesn't know how to market to a maturing demographic. Mm. Uh. Then who are they marketing to? Well, they're continuously marketing to a 25-year-old. For the longest time, games were for kids. Thought of as a waste of time, played only by basement-dwelling NES lovers, forever clutching their precious pixels in place of any physical interaction. That's bullshit. Uh, By the way, I love playing the NES. So, you know, piss on you for that, too. All that changed with the overwhelming success of Wii Sports and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, though, as suddenly gaming was wrenched out of the underground into the mainstream. The average game was revealed to average gamer was revealed to be 35. It says game, but it meant gamer. A tech savvy individual who's paid attention over the years, aging alongside a medium that was always theirs, but is now casting a wider net than ever. The solution. This point goes hand in hand with microtransactions and blind boxes, as how many runaway news stories have you read about there are over 30 accidentally spending thousands of dollars on in game purchases? Exactly. Every once in a while, we get something like A Last of Us, Firewatch, Bioshock Infinite that really massages the temples and appeals to a mature gamer with matured sensibilities. But far too often, it's this refusal to accept that the majority of gamers are of age that cripples the majority of narratives and depth of game mechanics. Put it this way, those floating arrows, hand-holding tutorials, and press X to win on-screen prompts, they aren't for you. They're for people or an age group, physically and mentally, that want their games to be one digital sugar rush. Number one, blind boxes with terrible reward rates. Okay. I think this is something we can all agree on. I don't know that it's number one issue. Yeah. Plugging games today, 
but most certainly it is. But that's on you. If you're buying this shit because you want some stupid skin for your character, that's on you. Yeah, you deserve to get ripped off. <laughs> Even the mighty Overwatch didn't escape this idea and remains the only thing wrong with Blizzard's... Oh no, there's many things wrong. <laughs> Otherwise, exemplary FPS. Indeed, blind boxes have popped up everywhere from Mass Effect 3 to For Honor and are a carryover from the mobile gaming scene. The idea that some mysterious reward lies in a box of some kind, which you can unlock by paying additional real-world cash or grinding a certain currency in-game to get it eventually. Such a practice, reliant on the former, has no place in products that are being sold for a premium price. None. The Solution. At least code around the occasional duplicates that'll show up if and when you open a number of crates at once. When your game's progression is built around opening a mystery box, there's nothing more disheartening or futile than seeing a duplicate item and knowing you've wasted your time. The problem is what they're forgetting, what they're, this is my aside, what they're neglecting to understand is that these companies deliberately do that because it forces you to then buy more, more boxes. More and more. To get the thing that you want. That there's a reason that they do that. If you get a, if you're guaranteed to buy X amount of boxes to get the item you want, you will buy those X amount of boxes and no more. Alternatively, it, alternatively, it is the mechanic. If the mechanic is proven to work with consumers, filter the money into a better resource than just straight revenue. Rocket League uses its reward crates to pony up the cash for the Rocket League Championship. For example, ensuring that at least it's the, it's the player that benefits from putting money into a game rather than just rolling the dice over and over. No, I don't want my money going to some... I, look, I know there's a lot of people out there, your son is one of these, that likes to spend money on skins for uh, Defense of the Ancients because the money goes into a prize pool. Right. I don't give a flying fuck if what I'm buying, the money goes to some professional shitbag who's playing the game and gets that as a prize. No, I Why want... should my money go to his prize? I want my stuff. Oh, so you want your money to go to the game company? I don't care. Let it go to the game company then if I'm getting what I want. Right. They're the ones that made it. But but somehow marketing this saying, well, you should buy this because it helps the money go to the professional market. No. Let the sponsors pay for the players. If people are watching them on YouTube or watching them on Twitch or whatever, let sponsors pay for their salaries. Let the sponsorships, let the different companies, let NVIDIA pay for it. Let Intel pay for it. Not the fact that I bought a skin. That's just not, don't market that to me because I don't care. I don't. If you're going to be that way, fine. Give me the skin for free. I'll put the money back in my own pocket. I'm going to reward myself. I'm the player I want to reward. Not some kid sitting out in fucking nowhere, Utah, playing this game. Or in South Korea. Or in China. Or in France. I don't care. I'll support this gamer. Me. (laughs) Or you know what? Put it into a little prize pool where that I can gift a skin to a friend of mine if you want to go that route. Yeah, I'd like that. Buy one, get one. Fine. I'll buy one if I can turn around and pick one and give it to a buddy. I'll do that instead. That makes sense. I don't give a shit about supporting esports. Let the sponsors do that. That's what they're for. That's like saying, hey, you know what? Buy this cool Cleveland Indians mug and we'll give an extra 10 bucks to, to uh, Francisco Lindor. I don't think so. How about give me two In a bucks? way, it, it kind of does anyways, but you, you see what I'm going at. Yes. That said, All Involved could remove this mobile gaming influence toss from our fully priced products and restore a sense of progression. That means paying a premium gets you every aspect of a finished game. That's how it used to be. Here's my 60 bucks. Give me my game. 
It's done. I go buy another game then. I think that last rant was enough to shoot my voice and it's already starting to go. Yep. Music's playing. I did have a couple other articles I'm going to have to leave on the table, folks. It is almost 10 o'clock. My voice is about shot and I think that Lou's about to kill over. Yeah. Every time we do a show, you're dying. I can't help it. You know I've been been having issues lately. All right. issues. I want to thank uh, No Wires from Alpha Geek Radio for uh, hosting us. We appreciate it. If you think you can do what we do, alphageekradio.com. 15 bucks, that's the minimum, gets you in the door. Audiocast, videocast, streaming, you name it. Live streaming, they can do it all. Get you on any one of like 14 or 15 different uh, outlets. Roku box, uh, mobile devices, computer, you name it. I want to thank uh, Squirrel Puppy for running the Facebook page. Although he's been absent this past week, I believe he had drill. So he's been doing that. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Folks, school is not for you. We would not be doing this. I want to thank Octail at The Octail for once again submitting a very uh, uh, fine, you've been told that... Thought-provoking, I was going to say that once again got us off on a rant, at least me specifically. Even pulled Mystic Ben into a conversation for a change. That's always nice. Yes, because she hates being on the radio. I want to thank our patrons for poning up the money that keeps us on the air. If you are a patron, I just put a show up for you today, uh, this afternoon. I have another one coming up this week, so look for that. Uh, I have a third one I'd like to get in before the month is out. That third one will only be for those who donate five bucks or more. So you lower tier guys, tough shit. Spend more money. <laughs> well, look, if you spend more money, you should get more. <laughs> you more should get award. more content. Right. Uh, Please follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, Emperor's Court for both. I highly encourage you to join us on the Elysium PvP server for vanilla World of Warcraft. That is Elysium-Project.org. It is a free download, free to play. We are on the Horde side. The Elysium Project. Hit me up. Send me an email. Emperor1G at Cox.net if you decide to make a character. Uh, We need healers. We need tanks. But really, make whatever character you like. We'll get you in. I just want people to play with. So far, there's about eight of us, and we're enjoying the hell out of this game. In fact, I believe Lulu just loaded up the game. Are you dead? Yeah, I'm dead. Where are you, in Brill? Yeah. How'd you die? Oh, I died. Remember, I got pissed off yesterday. Yeah? I oh, died. Oh, she's been dead since yesterday? Yeah. Right. I just have to resurrect. I can come back and rescue him and still provide. Killing wards. All right, folks. Uh, I don't, do we have anything to promote? I don't think we have anything else going on. I don't on. think we have anything. Nope. All right, so we'll see you next Sunday folks. Uh, Bad manners, but no manners at all. Breast wishes, everyone. So long, everybody. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Ah!